We'll have a block party. Everything's paid for, said the Koch brother, Shell. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Zerkodowski here of thebestpoliticalshow.com, and we are going to be going live for the next two hours with some very interesting human beings. So make sure to share this broadcast with your friends, with your family members, strangers. You're in the supermarket. You're at the gas station. You're at the bank. I don't care. You tell them, hey. Go check out thebestpoliticalshow.com as, of course, there's a lot of really crazy news to get into today, especially when it comes to the larger immigration policies of this country that are leading to some very interesting geopolitical decisions that uh, I think are definitely worth talking about, especially after all the protests today, all the crazy foreign policy news, $2 million missiles knocking down 200 to $2,000 drones. We'll talk about that plus a lot more, as, of course, there's also another major revelation from Tuck Tuck, Tucker Carlson himself, once again, talking about aliens, UFO, demons. We'll get into that plus a lot more all here for the next two hours in a very interesting conversation, to say the least, which you get to participate in by also signing up as a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. And when you sign up, you get the ability to call into the show when we, of course, go over to Rumble and have actual free speech. You get us, you get to show whatever you want. You get to ask whatever you want, all just by becoming a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. Another way that you could participate is by going to MySuperChat.com, and any and all Super Chats, of course, will be read here and addressed during the show as it goes on. We prefer you guys use MySuperChat.com instead of uh, you know YouTube or any other platform since they take 30%. MySuperChat.com takes only a 3% service charge. Again, that is MySuperChat.com. It's a great way to be a part of the conversation, which is going to be a very interesting one, as, of course, today we have Christy St. Regis joining us here. Uh, Christy, for the people who don't know you, who are you, and how would you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Christy St. Regis. Um, I'm in the entertainment industry. I've been going on a ton of podcasts recently, so I've decided to start my own. Stay tuned for just the tip with Christy tips for liberals because there I can't say this word on YouTube, but I can say it on Rumble Leader. 
Uh, the I think word I can for guess cats. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so follow me on my Instagram if you want to watch my podcast. It's launching soon. You you had Clint when when you just said just a tip. By the way, <laughs> uh, we have Nephilim Clint joining Nephilim. Right, you're a Nephilim. That's what your friends call you. Uh, I am half Nephilim. Uh, I come from a a father of Nephilim. He, he my mother. Just ignore me, though. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, co-host of Tower Gang, and most importantly, co-host of thebestpoliticalshow.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe while you're here. We can't. We're so grateful to have you. And again, hundred hundred K. You know what happens when we when we reach hundred K subscribers? We're, we're very way, close to that. By the way, I have a fan of the show who is crafting a special taser just for Luke when we hit 125K. Oh, wow. Because it goes both ways. You know, this is how it works. It's a team team job here. Hey, hey, hey. It's fair. I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. It is fair. Uh, Steph, when are you getting tasered? And uh, are you a Nephilim? Um, wow. Is that a loaded question? I'm not sure. Is that good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Do I get my own taser, too? <laughs> no, you just get tasered. At 150K, you get tased. Okay. Well, that if that's on my personal channel, I'll take it. Wait, this, what? 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 No, 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 <laughs> no. My channel is all about We Are Change because I am the professional button pusher of We Are Change of this special broadcast. So happy to be here. All right. Let's uh, get right into it. As, of course, the clip that we played in the beginning of this broadcast was shot by at Viral News New York City highlighting hundreds of migrants that were lined up outside of the New York City courthouse, sleeping on the floor, predominantly fighting age males, some kids, some women, of course, also seen in this particular video, highlighting just the horrible situation that people are forced to go through as they were told by NGOs, special interest groups, hey, Come to the United States. Everything's paid for. Everything's taken care of. Don't worry. Get in there. It's going to be fine. It's going to be hunky-dory. As many people who have fled many poor countries from in, in the world are, are coming and being like, hey, um, yeah, this is pretty bad here, as this is a real humanitarian crisis that is unfolding here, as we have the mayor of New York City, Mike Adams, coming out and just saying this a couple moments ago of the erosion of the quality of life that we've improved on in such a short period of time of this administration. And we have been impacted. Uh, for, for many uh, months, we were able to keep the visualization of this crisis from hitting our streets, but we have reached a breaking point. We're no longer able to do that because of the volume and numbers. Just last week, we had 3,900 people that arrived here. We are averaging anywhere from 2,500 to close to 4,000 a week. And if you do the math, you see that's 8,000 every two weeks, potentially 16,000 a month that we must feed, clothe, house, educate children, and all the services that you would give a normal adult. And we're seeing that play out on our streets of New York. And that is what the breaking point looks like, what we are experiencing right now. Wow. We're um, seeing those numbers... They're huge numbers. That that impact that New York City is dealing with is is also 
important to note here, just a fraction of what a lot of border states are dealing with, like in Arizona, like in Texas, where many American airlines, specifically Delta, are, are taking migrants and just flying them in into LaGuardia, into JFK, into Newark, as new populations are being introduced and uh, replacing the old ones. But as this happens, this doesn't just have an effect on a lot of people who are dependent on social services in New York City beforehand. This also has an effect on the entire population as the cost of housing is going to, of course, increase dramatically. The cost of hotels will increase dramatically. Shelters that used to house veterans, homeless people from the United States are kicking out a lot of Americans and are saying, hey, we have to make room for the new population, the new Democratic voting base that is being introduced there as labor also is becoming cheaper as there's more of it that's readily available. So a lot of what I just described is what Bernie Sanders used to call the Koch brothers plan. He used to speak out against it. Now he's all for it. What do you guys think of this kind of larger immigration issue? that only is getting worse and worse from here as we keep opening up the borders and allowing more and more people to come into the United States. To me, the big problem is that the old immigration floods, because obviously this is a, a nation of immigrants, but the old immigration floods, the, the premise by which you divide, decided to traverse these dangerous waters of the Atlantic to come to America was that you were going to get here and you were going to be offered nothing other than opportunity, and that was it. As Mayor Adams elucidated right there, he says... We have to house, feed, educate, clothe these people. This is a this is a very welfare state oriented approach to an immigration crisis. And I an advertisement: if you're in Latin America right now, exactly. or or Africa, or anywhere else, you're like, oh crap, they're giving out stuff for free. My cousins, right now, if my cousins are watching in Poland, <laughs> come on over right now, guys. I'm going to hook you up. It's all on me, yep. literally, because it's also my tax dollars yeah, that are exactly. paying for it's this. It's really on you. All on me. Come on. Uh, I have I have little cousins. I keep telling them, come well, to America. Come to America. They're like, we don't have the papers. We don't have the permission. I'm like, do you see what's happening here? <laughs> do, are, do you not pay attention? Yeah, it's it's a wide open gate, brother. Um, but uh, actually, I talked about this on my show last night, and Jeffrey Tucker, who's a brilliant uh, writer, he, he tweeted at me today, and he said, Murray Rothbard wrote, wrote about two years before he died that his views on immigration had shifted. He explained that malicious states can use mass immigration to change the demographic composition of a society in a way that shifts political allegiances towards a tyrannical regime. That is kind of that has been my arc on this immigration issue. Is that like if this was a half a million or a million people that were coming across undocumented annually, I really wouldn't have an issue with that. I think we've we've had that my entire life, and it hasn't destroyed the country. When you're talking six to ten million people that are coming across, it gets to be a crisis. What do you think about it? I think it's absolutely nuts. I I don't like anything about it. Like inflation's already bad enough. Like we already have enough to worry about actual citizens and. Um, all we're doing is spending our tax dollars to other countries and now we're just letting them in. Like um, you mentioned, a lot of them are like men that are fighting age. That's really scary. Like that's like, we could have like inside terrorist attacks. Like I, I, I think it's absolutely insane. Well, that, that's what the FBI is warning about. The FBI is saying, hey, there's a big possibility that a lot of our uh, foreign enemies might use the situation at the southern border in order to get people into the United States in order to wreak havoc inside of the United States. Now, is, is that something that we should be looking at, especially when it comes to state sponsors of, of terrorism, as, as the FBI, CIA also have a very bad uh, track record of uh, importing those people, financing them, giving our tax dollars to them, and then uh, essentially setting them up and engineering 
steering them to do really bad, awful things. So even when those guys are warning about, hey, hey, we should, we should, we should look out uh, with the current situation in the southern border because there could be a, a larger kind of galvanizing event. But maybe they want a galvanizing event. Maybe yeah. they want yeah. this chaos. Maybe they want people fighting each other and being distrustful of each other. Maybe they want to sow more division in our society. Well, I think that I, if anybody watched the episode that we did with Vinny from PBD a couple weeks ago, and I totally lost my mind when I was talking about uh, the head of the FBI, Christopher Ray, going up to Capitol Hill and saying, we need more tools, we need more funding, we need to re-up FISA 702, basically shred the Bill of Rights so that we can address these potential domestic extremism issues. But then simultaneously, you have a guy like uh, Mayorkas who's in, in charge of the borders, and, and he gets up there and he just lies and says, no, the borders are totally under control. And it's like, they're lying to us. They're just, they've been lying to us. They have these uh, completely immoral, unconstitutional wars that absolutely destroy these nations. You then have these, these refugee and these immigration crises that, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're trying to foment. They're foisting it upon the American, American people. And I just don't know when people are going to say that they've had enough. Yeah, I mean, you can see the videos of them just coming in the border. Like, it's actually terrifying. And who knows what the bigger plan is? Like, who knows if, like, those men that are fighting age, like, already have a plan in action? Right. And then how are we going to even protect ourselves? Like, we're not going to be able to. Well, in the blue states, you're not even allowed to own a gun. So good luck. Yeah. But but more importantly, a lot of people were saying, hey, we, we got to import these people because there's a big conflict that's going to be happening with China and Russia. And we need to import more fighting age males since people here aren't having any children. And that would be if, if a country actually wanted to win a war. I, I think the United States is being set up as the scapegoat. I think it's being deliberately set up to lose. It's being deliberately shooting itself in, in the foot with many of these insane policies that are not for the best interest of the American people. And, you know, my conspiracy mind automatically goes to what the CIA did over in China three years ago when they helped engineer um, we're still on YouTube, so we Something. can't talk about this. They, 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 we'll talk about it on Rumble. But they engineered, uh, you know, a, a sickness that very conveniently helped off a lot of their friends and and empowered them to be very rich and have more power and authority over us. And when you look at how closely the CIA kind of worked with with China, when when you look at the fentanyl coming from China, when you look at a, a lot of the food that is poisoning Americans, that essentially is making them fatter than ever, cancer rates going through the roof. Uh, self-harm rates going through the roof, mental health issues, of course, becoming a major, major, major problem for American youth. You, you have a country not only in decline, but you have a, a country that I think is being deliberately sabotaged, deliberately destroyed from the inside. We got some rumble rants and super chats I wanted to read off. We got run for one from Eric. We are changed. Great name. You said uh, you rock, Luke. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. We got another one from Based Joe saying, I'm just here to give you my money. Based Joe, thank you so much. We really appreciate <laughs> that very much. As, of course, people are saying his name's not Joe. I'm, I, listen, I'm dyslexic. I'm Polish, too. So English is my second language. That's just how I read it. We got another one from we are change great name by the way saying uh you rock i really appreciate it uh i i think some of the responses to what mayor adams said here is uh very telling as well as we have a meme here showing uh, a sanctuary city now complaining about being used as a sanctuary city and then uh, a person laughing about this situation but let's be honest here mayor eric adams welcomed this situation, said New York City is a sanctuary city, said, come on in, it's, it's fine, it's amazing. Now he's saying the quality of life is going to go down. New York City is at a breaking point as he's essentially advertising for more people to come in saying, hey, 
We're going to give you more money, more food. We're going to take care of you. We're going to house you. Come on in. What is this guy doing? Is he, is he that dumb or is he a criminal mastermind playing along, deliberately sabotaging the United States? What do you yeah, guys that's think? What that's what they're all doing. If you can't just raise up your microphone a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's literally what they're all doing. Like the people running this country, whoever's actually running it, they they want to destroy America. They are, do not want to help us like at all. Like, like you said, they're putting stuff in the food and the water. Everyone's fat now. They're literally poisoning our food, poisoning our water, poisoning our air like giving us vaccines, like they are not trying to help us whatsoever. Yeah, I, th I think the first time I, I heard about you, you were, I think, on the whatever podcast and you brought up seed oils. And I think that's when you <laughs> had my attention right away. I was like, okay, she, she could see. She knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm very against seed oils. Yeah, you, you, you have to be. It's it's, yeah. it's, len it's engine lubricant, but uh, we, keep, we keep trying to get Clint to stop uh, douche fluting seed oils. But, I'm working uh, on it. He's, I'm wor he's, wait, he's is that, working. Is that's why people get sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. But the sun is good for you. We're supposed to live in the sun and then they make everyone afraid of the sun yep. and then you're putting on sunscreen which is just a bunch of chemicals causing cancer if you prevent seed oils in your diet you're not gonna burn hmm. well a lot of a, a lot of um um suntan lotion actually got recalled not so long ago because it actually was linked towards causing the thing that it was supposed to be preventing. Yeah. Um, so lots of scams out there. But what, what, what frustrates me about this is like everyone, everyone recognizes, like if you believe in diversity, you recognize that there are cultural differences because otherwise, why would you need diversity? Like you're, you're tacitly acknowledging that there is a difference between cultures. So my, my vantage point is this. If you're going to have an immigration policy for a nation, and you're planning for the future. And I'll grant that we we have a population decline issue. There's definitely, we're not reproducing at the rates that we once did. And we will ultimately end up having our social safety net implode on itself because it, it can't be sustained economically with the amount of taxpayers. But the, the problem is, if you're going to try and, and bolster your, your population, then why would you not be screening for people that are only coming across because they want to work? Like that, that should be the key here. And it, and it seems to be the last criteria. It's like, we're going to bring in anybody that wants to, if you don't want to work, that's arguably better because then we know you're going to be signing up to vote for the Democrats. Absolutely. And I think that's my greatest frustration is that like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to immigration, but it has to be somewhat managed. And if you're going to manage it at all, I, I think that you ought to be correlating it. Like Cubans, for instance, love Cubans. They hate communism. They're my people. Bring them over. But the rest, I don't know. If there was some kind of like strategic plan here that, that called for importing fighting age males, then we can make an argument like, hey, we're going to go invade Canada. Listen, I'm a non-interventionist, <laughs> except for Canada. Canada has been asking for it for a very long time. They deserve to be invaded. They deserve to be liberated for actual true democracy. That's right. If we had a plan saying, hey, guys, we're going uh, we're, we're to now conquer those Canucks and then actually uh, not just w lay waste to their land, but actually build on it and develop stuff and pillage their natural resources. But we need a whole bunch of men to actually do this. Let's go. Oh, uh, then, then you can make an argument like, hey, this is for the betterment of this country. But when I want, you're, I want yeah, a lifetime yeah. supply of free syrup. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Clint, Clint has his interests. OK, <laughs> Clint knows what he's what he wants. I want I want ice skates and I want syrup. And that's all you have to offer Canada. And I'm taking it. They don't have much to offer. But listen, they have a lot of natural resources. <laughs> and I'm just saying. Um, we, we talked about this with Jackson Hinkle, uh, yeah. and uh, he was kind of surprised by our answer. <laughs> he was like, should we be non-interventionists? We were like, everything. 
except for Canada. <laughs> Canada, you seriously, Canada has been asking for it for a very long time. And, and, but but if we had something like the the, the Wild West, we had we had a frontier that that needed people to to like go out there and explore and to set up new homes and to set up new land and to set up farmlands and to set up factories. If we had factory jobs, if we had a, a, an actual use for fighting age males to actually uh, accomplish something, get something done, then, then, okay, maybe you can make that argument here. But but we don't have any of that. We have social service nets, and we have individuals that are coming here because they're promised social services. They're promised tax dollars. They're, they're promised somebody else's resources. And when you have that kind of mentality of like, hey, I'm going to get something from these people, not give something... Um, the type of people, again, I, I think immigrants are also a lot smarter than Americans. I think they're a lot more hardworking than Americans on average. But, but when you attract those kind of individuals, you're not bringing in the individuals that are going to help this country in the future. You're, they don't you're, want that. So like, if they wanted more fighting age males, they wouldn't be trying to make everyone transition to the opposite gender. Like that's, that just shows you that's not why they're bringing these fighting age males in. It's not to help us. If they wanted that, they'd be raising men to be masculine and they're doing the complete opposite of that's it. That's a fair point. They're trying to make us super weak. Yeah. If you look at what China's doing, China is actually uh, implementing a public school service um, programs and, and specific exercises and, and specific protocols trying to make their men more more athletic, mm -hmm. trying to make their, their men more like men, and they don't have any of this kind of nonsense. They don't have any kind of open immigration policies. They don't have any of this nonsense that prioritizes men essentially cutting off their you-know-what yeah. in order to get promoted in society. More about that on, on Rumble. Did you see yeah. what it used to look like when men went to gym classes? Yes. Like, it was like legit like physical exercise, like training to be like very physically fit masculine men. Now they're not doing that at all. They're just doing the opposite and like transitioning everyone, making everyone cry about everything. They're making everyone lose their identity so that they can control them. Yeah. And they're doing it at a very young age. So clearly they don't want masculine well, men to lead this country. What I, what I think is interesting, and Cernovich was actually uh, talking about this yesterday, is like you're seeing this, this bifurcation, uh, particularly amongst like the Gen Z, whatever the young people are, are classified as these days, uh, where... Like I've never seen more young men in their twenties that are they're not just in shape, but they're addicted to the gym. Like you have you have million like probably millions of of dudes in their twenties that are absolutely shredded. Like they're in incredible shape. But are you, you jealous, Clint? No. Uh <laughs> firing shots I, over here. I, I taught them everything <laughs> they know. How dare you? Uh but then then you also have these like these the incel community that's like that's just playing video games, they never leave their house, they're on SSRIs, they eat garbage, they're you know, they're depressed, they're vaping, they're me, you know, all that. So <laughs> you have you have the bifurcation. You have like the go-getters and you have the guys that are basement dwellers. And I just feel like it's becoming more and more stark. Um, and I don't know, I don't really have any analysis beyond that other than to say I think it's an interesting uh, divide that's happening and I don't know what it means for our future. It's it's definitely, I, I think uh, overwhelmingly the, the kind of general consensus is that um, a, a lot of us are, are getting fatter. Uh, a lot of us are getting dumber. And I don't think that's an accident. I think that's being deliberately done because uh, I'm, dumb I'm sitting right here, dumb man, if you're going to talk about me. <laughs> like, at least, at least just point out that you're talking about don't me. Be too, don't be up. too hard on yourself, Clint. <laughs> there's, still some hope, there's still some hope here. We brought, in, we brought in a hypnotherapist. You got a $1 million hypnotherapy session to help Didn't you work. become addicted to the gym and to stop douche fluting. Okay? I, I, I go to the you're gym welcome. every day. You're, you're welcome, I by do. the way. I, 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 yeah. I set that up. Uh, thank yeah. you, 
Marcel for coming yeah. in here. Uh, we're we're going to get Marcel back in here probably, <laughs> and uh, we're going to hypnotize you one more time. You got to get him to, as you're drinking a Coca-Cola, sh- trying to <laughs> shame Shame. They pay me big on money. You. Shame on you. Uh, uh, we got some other super chats here that I wanted to read off really quickly. One from Red Viking saying SPLC hit number two when Googling Luke. Is that true? Did they write another hit piece about me? They put me on their like Patriot hit list a long time ago uh, with Ron Paul and Alex Jones, which was uh, a, a pretty pretty good uh, increase good to, company, my, to my street cred. I was like, yeah, put me on their their. Hit list. Yeah, it's a compliment, F- I think. F- totally. Yeah, FBI connected SPLC. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got labeled myself, Mises Caucus, Dave Smith. We all got uh, put in that same camp. So you're in good company. Yeah, Luke, yeah, don't worry the, about the it. The SPLC. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah, well, the SPLC yeah. is disingenuous, and they're just absolute just liars. They, they strung together a, a, a quote that I said, and they took out the middle part of the quote to make it seem like I was calling for a revolution. Oh, my when goodness. my whole speech was about we shouldn't have a revolution, we should have an evolution where we become the best version of ourselves. They literally edited it uh, through text. I should have sued them. I, I don't know why I didn't, but now we were past the statute of limitations. Mm. Red Viking also said, Steph, you rock. Got that, Steph? Yeah, rock on. And uh, Based Joe came out and said, Poutine is awesome. I would disagree with you, Based Joe. It is seed oil slop that the Canadians have put together. I don't know why it's popular. Poutine not a fan favorite uh, for me personally. Putin's we got it. all right, but poutine, nah. I don't. I don't like poutine. I'm kidding. I don't I'm like poutine either. You statist. I'm kidding. We got another video from uh, uh, Mayor Eric Adams that someone put here that I think uh, is worth interesting. I don't know what he's going to say. It might be really controversial. Let's see. And we say, bring us your tired. Uh, those who are yearning to be free. That's what uh, these asylum seekers are doing. Yeah, uh, asylum seekers, no, economic migrants. That's exactly what this situation is. I covered the situation on the ground. I covered it from Latin America. I covered it in Venezuela. I covered it in Mexico, in Tijuana. A lot of these people are literally told, hey, free money. Free jobs, free opportunities. Come on in. We're going to give you everything you guys want. That's literally what a lot of people uh, there are promised. And because of the economic hitman policies of the CIA, of the special interest, their countries are essentially screwed over banana republics with dictators that the United States has prompted up and created more chaos in their countries. Uh, There's also a lot of other things to just talk about the general corrupted nature of a lot of these Latin American countries as, uh, of course, this immigration problem, I think, is only going to get worse, especially with the latest news that we have coming in from modernity.news that is describing how Benjamin Netanyahu now is looking for Western countries to absorb more Palestinian refugees. Now, this is something that we've been talking about for a while as, of course, detailing the conflict in the Middle East, there needs to be some kind of larger answer for, for Israel that includes getting rid of Gaza. How do you get rid of Gaza? you got to get rid of the people from Gaza. And we have been telling you guys the larger plans of Netanyahu, and that is to relocate a lot of these Palestinians all over the Western world to create more of another migrant crisis, just very similarly to what we saw in the Middle East a few years ago. Now, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is literally shopping around refugees and Palestinians saying, um, so uh, who's going to be backing uh, the Israeli government here? You better do this or we're going to call you that really bad word, beginning with an A, uh, if you don't bow down and do our bidding. It's unbelievably infuriating because essentially what their argument is, is Hamas is so dangerous, we can't have these people living 
on our border, on our border. Well, in reality, it's it's within Israel since there is no state of Palestine. But setting that aside, they're saying these people are so dangerous. We have to purge them from this land. Here, you take them. Like, well, are they are they that dangerous? Because we have a lot of we have a okay. So you're saying it's only because they have animosity towards the Jewish community. Well, we have a huge Jewish community in America. So if that is the case, it's still inappropriate. I don't think that the premise is is correct. I think that Netanyahu's argumentation is flawed. But regardless, uh, I just don't know how they can make this argument that these these folks are so dangerous. Open up your borders and take everybody. It's just insulting. Absolutely. And then uh, we have to understand the history of this conflict, especially what, what happened in uh, Lebanon, especially what, what happened in Jordan. Whenever we have, you know, Palestinians sent off into those particular countries, there, there's usually a lot of civil strife. There's usually a lot of civil conflict with Palestinians dealing uh, with those specific kind of enclaves that were kind of deliberately created by this situation. So on one hand, you have Israel kind of sabotaging this two-state solution. We don't have a two-state solution. We, of course, have Israel now saying, uh, you take them. And that, to me, is just a, a policy that can't work. It's going to enrage the, Mus the Muslim world. It's, it's going to piss off a lot of different individuals. How will it work? Well, I, I think Canada is going to take them. Whoa. Canada has already talked about taking in uh, 400,000 uh, this, this is why we refugees. have to conquer Canada. Yes. <laughs> it's you've, seen, you've seen the skirt that it's wearing. It obviously is asking for it. Uh, sorry, that was inappropriate. But look, here's, here's my issue with it. You're going to purge... There's approximately two million people within Gaza, so your your expectation, basically, he's hinting at that they're they're going to ethnically cleanse this land, and and we're just supposed to sit around and say this is acceptable, as you've you've already killed approximately ten thousand innocent children, uh, eight to ten thousand that are civilians that are non-combatants on top of the children that I just detailed. It's it's absolutely catastrophic, and like the as as Luke already described it. The Muslim world is absolutely enraged over this. This is the exact same thing that happened in the wake of 9-11 with the global war on terror and all of the animosity that that bred against the American people. Well, now, simultaneously, even though this is Israel's action, because we are funding it, the U.S. government's funding it, once again, this, this enmity, this anger is, is being bred against the American people. And despite the fact that myself and every good, decent human being I know completely opposes this, and it's just, it's so dangerous. And then on top of that, we're going to have open borders and probably bring in another million refugees. And it's like, this is just suicidal. We're $34 trillion in debt. Our, the interest on our national debt is enough to uh, to supersede our, our defense budget annually. That's this upcoming year, folks. This is not an exaggeration. This is here. This is now. And people just don't seem to care. I, just, I, I don't know when people are going to wake up. Yeah, if you look at this proposed policy by uh, Netanyahu, it does kind of align with what the Israeli military and the IDF have been doing in Gaza. They, of course, <laughs> relocated a lot of people in northern Gaza. They said, hey, get out of here. They're bombing a lot of residential buildings. They're also bringing in bulldozers, destroying any kind of residential buildings. How will Gaza rebuild? They probably won't. And I think this is a, a part of the larger plan saying, hey, uh, yeah, we destroyed everything. Someone needs to take these guys because they have nowhere to go. And th that does line up with the, the military kind of strategy here. And um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I think it's only going to create more chaos in, in, in the region. And when, when you look at how Benjamin Netanyahu has already been kind of describing this conflict as a religious conflict. When you look at his kind of larger goals and aspirations here as politically, he is facing a lot of backlash. He's facing a lot of pressure. And he knows that after this war is done, his political career is in jeopardy. 
I think it's in his interest to prolong this conflict and expand it, as already. There's, there's bombings happening in, in southern Lebanon. Um, th- there's bombings happening inside of Syria. There's the Israeli government going after Iranian generals. There's the United States going after Iranian proxies. They're there's, bombing they're, Iraq today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're attacking the Iranian government. And, and government officials. There also there there also has been a lot of news of cyber attacks launched by Israel against Iran, especially when it comes to their kind of energy infrastructure. There's some very uh, tough words being exchanged between Turkey, which represents a lot of the Muslim Brotherhood that is more aligned with kind of Hamas, with Benjamin Netanyahu now uh, attacking each other very viciously today, highlighting um, that this problem is not going to be going away, and I only see it uh, getting worse from here and and, and sadly engulfing a a really, really bad circumstance that might have an impact on our election. Well, it was Biden that announced today. I I love this, this tweet I read. It said, Biden notifies Congress that he will be uh, launching three strikes against Iraq. Iraq, folks, which we've already been at war with two times that you know about, realistically three times if you actually look into it. But so we're we're essentially going to have the president of the United States notifying Congress, Congress who is constitutionally obligated to, to vote and declare any wars. We've just done away with that. There is no constitutional procedure for, for any of this, and it's just totally counter to what our founders envisioned for this nation, uh, not to mention the entangling alliances when it comes to the UN and NATO and all this other stuff, and, and it constantly leading us to more and more wars. Christy, how do we how do we uh, find peace in the Middle East? Yeah, give us the solution now, Christy. Tell I'm, us I'm how do we solve this, this right thing, now. Though, if Trump were in office, this would have never happened in the first place. Like the whole, we wouldn't have wars. Like they purposely want wars because like they they literally don't want us to win. Like how we're talking about how they're letting all the immigrants in. Like it's all like one big plan. Like, they literally, I think, like, they want, like, death to America. Like, they literally, like, they're supposed to be leading our country, but they're really just trying to destroy it. And, like, yeah, it's just going to get worse and worse on purpose. If they weren't trying to do so, would they be doing anything differently? You know? It's like Exactly. Every single thing they're doing proves that that's what their agenda is. Like, they're not doing one thing that disproves that at all. I, I, I literally can't tell you a single thing that they're doing that is a positive for this nation. Uh, like mm-hmm. from from printing to borrowing to to these endless wars to unconstitutional wars to prosecuting a, a former president after you already spied on him and tried to kill him. And for the record, I'm not even a Trump supporter. I'm just analyzing this and being honest about it. They tried to coup a sitting president. I mean, and and no one seems to care. And now they're trying to put him in prison for 700 years. And once again, people don't care. Uh, He was kicked off of all social media. People don't care. He was he was labeled of an insurrection, even though he said to go home and be peaceful. People don't care. It's but if you talk to a Democrat, most of them, because they get all of their news from corporate, they they have no idea what we're talking about. They actually think that like the people in this room are the crazy people because they just never heard it before. But if you actually are paying attention, that's what's that's what's going on. It's wild. So, so the war of words happening between Turkey and Israel is, is, I think, very interesting. It's something we should be paying attention to. As of course, Turkey kind of promised that they would even be willing to go as far as to invade Israel if, of course, this situation kind of escalates. The situation is escalating as uh, Turkey's uh, political leader came out and said that Netanyahu is worse than that uh, German guy in the 1930s and 40s with the funny mustache. And Don't he say his ac- name. Don't say his name. <laughs> and he accused them of also uh, running camps, similar to what that uh, funny 
guy with the funny mustache uh, mentioned as well. (laughs) Netanyahu responded and said that the president of Turkey is also um, committing genocide on the Kurds. So not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, love between the the Turks and the the Israelis, as of of course, Turkey is a NATO member state. And uh, it, of course, uh, complicates the very geopolitical strange situation that the United States is in, as of course it is fully backing Israel. We have a lot of very interesting comments from the Russians, the Russians that of course are becoming more and more in line with the Iranians and the Chinese. And uh, you see the the kind of alliances kind of shape up here. And uh, Turkey is really the most interesting aspect of, of all of this since they play a major role in in a lot of this. And, um, with, with Turkey also trying to expand their empire in, in the region, especially w- within Syria, which is also bordering Israel, again, this is just a, a recipe of, dis- uh, for, of disaster. For well, and, and for those that don't remember, it was Colonel Douglas McGregor that came out about two months ago, maybe six weeks ago, uh, where he said that the, the Turks could spin up over a million troops within 30 days if they chose to, if they wanted to go to war with Israel. I mean, you're talking... Like as as we already described with like what what is the what is the intention with terrorism? It's always to fight a foe that that so outpowers you that you draw them into a conflict that ends up destroying them. That's exactly what uh, Al Qaeda did in the 1980s for us against Russia, uh, and then they also or the Mujahideen, which became Al Qaeda, and then Al Qaeda also did that to us on 9/11, and now. We're, we're looking at what Hamas has done to Israel, dragging them into a, a conflict that ultimately enrages a neighbor like Turkey who could actually present a fighting force that could potentially endanger Israel's existence. So you're playing directly into the hands of the terrorists. And, and for the life of me, I don't understand how, how this lesson hasn't been learned. We've been dealing with this you know, plight of terrorism for decades now. And uh, it might get a little bit worse, especially with the list, this latest article that we have from the Daily Mail that is describing how one in five young Americans, quote, have a positive view of Tim Osman. I refuse to call him his uh, legal name. I will only be referring to him by his CIA name. Tim Osman, as they have a new poll up that shows that three in 10 Gen Zers think that the, his views of what he released after those days in New York City in 2001 was, quote, a representation of, quote, forces for good. Now, we talked about this kind of letter that Tim Osman released that recently went viral over TikTok that a lot of people were quoting and talking about and misrepresenting. But um, this poll here, I, I think, is alarming and, and showing how there is an aspect of fifth-generational warfare when it comes to warping people's minds pushing this larger kind of CIA-linked uh, ideology that it, I think is is meant to radicalize individuals. I think we are seeing a lot of individuals being radicalized in a very dangerous way, yep. and I, I think a lot of this is being done deliberately. What do you guys think? They're indoctrinating everyone. Like, they're literally doing it on purpose, and then these people think that they're, like, smart and, like, know all answers and know what's going on. Like you said, we sound like the crazy ones, but it's like they haven't done their own research. They're specifically pushing, like, the swamp or whatever you want to call them, specifically pushing a narrative, and then they're just, like, believing it without... Without like looking into it themselves. Despite decades of being lied to, and they're still like, what'd you say? Oh, that sounds true to me. It's like... Yeah, exactly. Do you ever learn? And like maybe they learned it in school, so like they think that it's just automatically correct. My my Marxist college professor taught me it has to be true. It has to be true. It's like no, like 
I, I wouldn't. What, where, where do you think the, they're taking us, though? Like, what, what is the, you said that they're setting a narrative. The narrative, to me, appears to be one of divide and conquer, that they're trying to make us hate one another, and then ultimately we will be more easily conquered. That's, that's the vibe I get, but I, I can't really prove oh, it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, they don't want to unite us at all. They're trying to divide us as much as possible, and everyone just gets, like, mad at everyone. But, I mean, I really think it's about, like making people not have an identity so that they can be controlled. Like mm. whether it's in like the colleges or even just now it's in elementary school and stuff, they're literally telling everyone that they, there's no, there's no, there's more than two genders. They should explore those other options. And then they are. And, and it's literally so that they can just control them. If you don't know your own gender, you don't have an identity. If you cut your genitals off, you're going to forever be confused. Mm. So now they can just control you and you're going to believe whatever narrative they want. That's they don't want you to be able to think for them, for yourself. They don't want you to be able to push back or fight. They want you to be so confused like you literally just have to be controlled. Well, These people want to be controlled. They don't want to yeah. have like freedom. They like being controlled. I, I think there's an aspect of this that does spread confusion. And I think confusion is, is something that we should be looking at because I think there is a lot of kind of information coming from all different kind of angles and sides. And, and Putin kind of uh, dominated this kind of larger kind of confusion matrix that he implemented with his own political philosophies. In many instances, even financing and bankrolling some of his own opposition in order to make people think that they were essentially bought off and not legitimate opposition. So I think when, when we're dealing with psyops and we're dealing with quantum computing, artificial intelligence, I think we have to understand that everything that we're seeing, everything that we're being inundated with when it comes to social media and on the television, I, I think has already reached a point of such sophistication that it's multiple layers beyond our comprehension and it could be 20 steps ahead of us, meaning that the thing that we're being set up to emotionally be linked to and respond to couldn't be happening now, but it could be happening a year from now, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. And when we look at just how much uh, emotional manipulation we already had on, on baseline levels, why wouldn't they ratchet it up in, in such complication to where they will have you where they want you 10 years down the line? And I think that's something that we should be actually considering and, and looking at. Yeah, well, maybe the target date is 2030. I guess we could call it an agenda, if you will. Uh, look, I, I think that's exactly what's happening. I think Luke nailed it. And, and I'm just what's what's mystifying to me is you have particularly the, the Republican voters in this country. They, they have such f deep fear about China. And it's like, I, I don't want to live under the CCP. Don't get me wrong. But it's just fascinating to me that after the past three years, after being locked in your house and, and having your business shut down, having your kid masked up and all this other stuff, and then having your job threatened. And I mean, the list goes on and on. You're still afraid of China more than your own government? Like that is that is perplexing to me. And and I think what what gives me, you know, just deep sadness and concern is that I always expected if America was to fall, it would be it would come from some sort of external threat. I just never really thought that it would come from the inside. And I feel like I feel like the like we're we're hearing a phone ring and we don't know where it's coming from and I'm like it's inside the house. Get out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my read of it. No, that, that's a that's a good uh, an analogy there. As of course, uh, the, the boogeyman is underneath your bed. Yes. And um, how do how do you kind of deal with this kind of situation where you have a government that's sabotaging you every step of the way, especially when it comes to who you are, what you think, what you eat, and 
and how you kind of are represented in our larger society. How do you deal with this specific issue, specifically when it comes to this latest kind of poll that the Daily Mail was talking about? Well, Chaya Rachik of Libs of TikTok has her solution as she came out and said, ban TikTok and shut down the entire education system. Whoa. Now, some uh, w- would say uh, that's a little bit hyperbolic. I don't know if we should be banning private companies uh, myself, but when it comes to banning the indoctrination centers that people call the education system, I think I'm 100% down with that personally myself. But some people would argue, no, we need to ban TikTok. What do you guys think? I say definitely not, but I got to give Chaya mad respect because she probably makes a fortune given how huge her following is. So for her to call for that, that means that's really self-sacrificial. So respect to her, but I'm curious what you think. Um, I don't know if you definitely should ban TikTok, but I don't like TikTok. I do not like their trending sounds. I don't, I really think like those sounds get like stuck in your head and like there's something. Are they sounds or songs? I don't use it, so I don't even know. Well, they're called trending sounds, but like they, they like sound like songs. They're they're in my head now. But like, like, it's like, you know how like we live in frequencies. And so I think like they're purposely putting us at a low frequency, which is going to put us at a negative low energy frequency and we're not it's very hard to get out of like a low frequency and I think they're doing it on purpose like Luke brought up social media and stuff before and it's all the same thing it's like and we don't know what the frequency is going to be right now maybe like Luke brought up maybe it's not doing that much now but it's been in our heads and ingrained and yeah then maybe something triggers it a couple years from now or slowly starts triggering like MK Ultra, like all the movies we saw when someone got a phone call or, or they get told uh, that book what was that book that all the that was connected to all the CIA assassinations of MLK oh, uh, RFK Mockingbird no uh, no not Mockingbird no, no, uh, it was Catcher in the Rye Catcher in the Rye yeah 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 so so maybe there's going to be a book that's going to be released like Catcher in the Rye yep. that's going to activate all human beings with all the social media manipulation that we had many many years ago that we were indoctrinated with that will make people snap and, and go crazy. Dude, anything's I, be, be, possible. Be, be, it because, sounds crazy, yeah. but you don't know. Maybe we're getting secretly hypnotized and like, yeah, there's well, one word that's going to make everyone. For, for me, yeah. for me, or, it was, it's not so much that I'm, I'm concerned about that, even though I'm not, I'm just discounting it. It could be possible. I don't know. Uh, but what, what I've definitely noticed is that like the younger generations, like they, their, their attention span is just destroyed mm-hmm. because all they ever engage with is like 10 to 15 second content. So they're just, like they're bored out of their minds if they're not on their phone. And I, I, I realize that there's some natural imperative when it comes to technology that you're going to try and make it as addictive as possible because you want people to use it because it helps you make more money. Like I get that aspect of it, but it also strikes me that there could be nefarious underlying motives that are, are making people more malleable. Especially, especially if you're running a, a social media kind of algorithm, you can make people believe or feel many different things. So why wouldn't you do it in a way that makes it more advantageous for you? Right. Now, in a very kind of simple baseline way, we saw Facebook do a lot of human experimentation on unsuspecting Facebook users, seeing how they could make them feel based on the timeline that they specifically showed them. So they were running these tests many, many years ago. And I would say the level of sophistication, especially when it comes to algorithm algorithm manipulation that's happening right now, it's probably tenfold of where it used to be, but they were, they were able to make people feel hate. They were able to make people feel sadness. They were able to make people feel happiness. Now, you add that to particular products. This is the baseline level of, of what they're doing. Oh, if, if someone feels you know miserable and, and bad about themselves and sad, 
We could sell them McDonald's that they, they get they get to stuff their face with the cheeseburgers with and then make themselves feel better. That's... All right. So 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 that's just like one baseline level of how they could do this. Now you add that to a lot of the kind of gender dysphoria. You add that to a lot of people essentially eugenicizing themselves. You add that to a lot of people deliberately not having families and choosing a lifestyle that is more indicative of short-term pleasure rather than long-term gratification. And you have a full-fledged depopulation program that you didn't even need to implement in a way other than making people think certain ideas. Well, let, me, let me make this even creepier. All of that that you just described was before... They had AGI before they had really advanced, uh, you know, basically AI AI programs. Imagine what they'll be able to do where they can actually sculpt it so that the 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 programming gets to be modified based off of your own makeup. So if you're the type of person like me, like if I get into a fight online, it'll have me engaged all day. Like I want to just destroy that person. So for me, if I get pissed, that's a good thing for them. So they'll, they'll be feeding me content that makes me enraged constantly. Other people, they're the type that if they get attacked or they get angry about something, they'll be the type that logs off. So they're just going to feed them puppies and all this stuff. But the AGI can actually adapt on the fly and just like sense your emotions and keep basically just make this addictive uh, you know, device even more addictive. It's going to be really wild. Yeah, someone in the comment section said uh, commercials are horrifying. They are. And they definitely do set up a lot of predictive programming. They definitely affect your subconscious. They definitely affect the way that you view individuals, especially when it comes to how you view men, specifically white men, comparatively to, of course, the, the opposite uh, gender, the opposite sex, the opposite race, and their portrayal and representation of, of people and how they interact does play a major role in how people treat each other. There's a famous uh, Twitter um, channel called uh, White Guys in Commercials, and they just keep playing over and over and over again this larger kind of Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin, larger kind of representation of fat, stupid, idiotic soy boys that are there to essentially be replaced and to be treated like, uh, again, we can't get into it. We're going to get into it on Rumble, uh, and then we're going to fully get uh, into this specific topic, especially when it comes to the more kind of self-sabotaging activities that a lot of people are engaged in, might not even know how bad it is for them until it's too late. So we're going to be talking about that on Rumble in just a little bit, but we have a, we have other Super Chats that I wanted to read and get into. One, um, I'm going to read these Super Chats, but I also want to ask you guys, if you were controlling the algorithms and if you were uh, a horrible human being that wanted to reduce the population of the Earth, what would you be doing? I'm going to leave you guys with that question, but before you guys answer it, I want to read the Super Chat. One from Zip369 saying, Luke pointed me towards Alan Carr's Stop Smoking book. Thank you, Luke. Uh, uh, thank you, Luke. After smoking for 16 years, I've been a happy non-smoker since June. If it could help me, that book might even help douche fluters like Clint. Yes, Zip, uh, absolutely. Three, six, nine, damn, you're fine. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's a great book, and if you struggle with uh, addiction, they have a lot of different books for different substance um, substances that that a lot of people are addicted to. For me, I used to smoke cigarettes, and th there are some neurotropic benefits 
towards nicotine, but not to that flame retardant crap that they put in all the rolling papers now because some dumbass fell asleep with a cigarette in the 1980s, and now the big state didn't nanny government is literally poisoning your tobacco. That, that, that's another issue. Um, I, I wanted to quit. Couldn't do do it in any uh, any other way. I read this one book, literally made me quit uh, overnight. Read that book. At, at the end of that book, I, it's it literally said, "Smoke your last cigarette." I smoked my last cigarette. Haven't smoked one since, and I don't want one. So That's great amazing. book, especially if you struggle with addiction. Clint. <coughs> Clint. Clint. We got another one by Stinky Socks saying, "What's the psyop today?" The Half Nephilim's latest episode was a banger. Shout out to Luke and shout out Tower Gang. What up? Based Joe just came out and said, TikTok is a third-party vendor for the Uniparty. Absolutely. Lane Boy 63 said, women are much hotter than a ton, uh, than tinfoil hat. Women, excuse me, women are much hotter with a tinfoil hat on. Fun guest today. I felt like an addict feeding for this podcast over the holidays. Happy to see you guys live today. Thank you so much, Respect. Lane Boy. I really appreciate that. And these all are, of these your are all my people. Chats. I recognize all these handles. I love it. Blue D. Goyler says, Benjamin Netanyahu is my cousin on the Hungarian side. YouTube made me edit my original post. The man is no good. And uh, again, the guy is struggling politically, and he's going to have to deal with a lot of very significant pressures with people demanding he step down afterwards. So uh, back to the question that I kind of asked you guys. If you were someone who believes that there's too many people in this world and you controlled people's emotions and you controlled people's actions, what would you make them do? Literally every single thing that they are doing, they started, <laughs> exactly. like, literally everything. Like they started with feminism, which is destroying the nuclear family and making people switch energy roles that they shouldn't be into. And then they did the whole transitioning people. And then they did vaccines. So even if you actually want to have a nuclear family, but you got a vaccine, you might not even be able to reproduce anymore. Consult with your doctors. We don't know that. We're not doctors here. I, yeah, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but... You sure? I, I'm not a doctor. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be a doctor right now because I'm we'll, a very against big pharma. We'll, we'll, but. Save, we'll save that aspect for Rumble. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. But still, it's like even if you did want a nuclear family and you wanted to reproduce, you might not be able to if you got the jab. I'm just going to say that. But literally every single thing. Oh, I shouldn't have said that one right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but literally every single thing that they're doing, like they're they're making people think that they need to switch their gender. So yeah. now it's like and they're pushing like like the pride stuff and i don't really care like if you're gay or not but like it's just pushing people so that they can't it's even hard, like harder to reproduce reproduce if you're, if you're naturally yeah. Yeah. yeah so then you have to look elsewhere but like if everyone's shifting over there's not going to be enough people to even like right. do it for you at that point well let, let me add to your list they also made it so that that uh, a huge percentage of young people now believe that their own exhalation, their own breath is destroying the world. They believe that carbon will be the death of everything, even though it's also the, the product of life. And it's been the thing that has improved our existence more than any other technology, uh, fossil fuels in our entire lifetimes, if not in human history. It's insane that we're now convinced that we're overpopulated. We have people that are are vowing not to have kids. We have wealthy billionaires that say, I don't want to I don't want to give my kids money. I want to basically you know leave the the lightest uh footprint on earth it's just totally counter to what like the the leaders of the past you used to have these 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 great heroes or some of them not great they were villains but they would talk about conquest and they certainly weren't worried about carbon emissions it's just it's just a fascinating turn of events and i think that this is a point that that people overlook oftentimes is that 
This is not strictly an American phenomenon. This is a largely global one and certainly a Western trend, but it also has been an issue across broader uh, developed economic systems because there, so many of these nations are now awash in this fiat debt system that they, they cannot sustain themselves and people can't afford to purchase goods. So they start to, uh, you know, you don't want to, like if you can't afford to buy a home, you probably don't feel as if you can afford to have a child. And I think that all of this contributes, and it all comes back if you if you really look at the root of this 1913 Federal Reserve, the takeover of the fiat uh, capital system, and the manipulation of the broader ec- economy. I don't think people pay close enough attention to that as a factor. Steph, we're going to go to you in a little bit, but there there is a financial aspect of this that, that is very jarring, that is very real, as, of course, the taxes are going up, the regulations are going up, the rules that we got to follow, of course, are becoming just increasingly stupid and just ridiculous, as, of course, foreign countries don't have to follow any of this nonsense, and they just get to import all of their stuff pretty much basically for free here into the United States. There's their way that we can compete in that market with where we're dealing with socialism for the super rich and not even capitalism, just just like scraps, scraps for everyone else. We wish we had real capitalism. We don't. We absolutely do not. And they're engineering and programming people to literally call for the destruction of humanity in so many different ways. One of the most obnoxious ways is, of course, these individuals who are trying to stop oil, stop all, all oil now. If that would happen, literally, humanity would suffer. Most people in this world wouldn't be able to get their food. Most people in the world wouldn't be able to travel. And they have engineered and programmed individuals to literally slap down their glued hands. Not not Clint's uh, glued hands, but literal glued hands to, to pieces of art, to, to throw tomato cans at art. Be, because they need to stop oil immediately, which would be just absolutely sociopathic, absolutely murderous for and, and devastating for the poorest people in this world. They're foot soldiers of a Marxist global revolution. They really are. Steph, if you controlled everyone's emotions and feelings and you were really bad, how would you control them? Okay, well... I wouldn't do that. But if that were the case, put, put, how would put, it be done? She's so nice. <laughs> put, put your brain as if you're one of these That's crazy so bad, bad sociopathic no, bad guys. No, you know how much karma comes with doing that? They're, these are very, these big people, they are babies, okay? We are so worried about these babies in, in the flesh. Like, how, what do I mean when I say this? I'm saying these are young souls these are young souls that are running around that are doing all of these things that are going to get them into like the reincarnation cycle that's my point of view it's like we are here to learn we are here to grow we are here to be good people and that's it you don't need to worry about anything because guess what karma's got it look at that such a Zen answer. I, I love it. I, let, let me just say, uh, if I if I had my druthers, if I was in that seat, which I obviously don't want to be, but if I were, what I would do is I would uh, I would concoct the algorithm so that uh, it would just every negative story about the government would just be pushed to the top, <laughs> just over and over again, all over the world, just revolutions everywhere, but peaceful res- revolutions. Hopefully, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be how I control the algorithm. Revolutions aren't peaceful, Clint. Well, <laughs> I, if you look at recorded human history, there's not a lot of peace. So, there's not no. a ton, but there are some peaceful revolutions. There are. All right, button pusher. Uh, we are going to be moving over to Rumble. Um, I don't know if this video is still going to be up here on, on YouTube. But the full video is still available now. <laughs> I uh, that one word. 
It was only one word. It was two, but it's okay. We might be able to get away with it. My, I think my team will, will let us know if we can, but the full video is going to be available on X and on Rumble. As, of course, now we're moving towards a free speech platform that allows us to say whatever we want. How we want, whichever way we want, Christy will get to let loose finally, as if you did it already. It's going to be so good. <laughs> you, you made it 55 minutes. You were so close. You failed just, <laughs> just, by, just by this much. But, but it, it, it happens, and it's difficult because it, it, we have to live it in, in, in a society where, where, sadly, YouTube tries to control what people think, and they try to do that in very nefarious, evil, screwed-up ways, and they have very vague terms of services. They have ways of striking channels, demonetizing channels, deranking channels that, of course, try to make sure that you can't get into anything that's too close to the truth. Because if you do expose it, the, the, the people that are, of course, working with YouTube and controlling them and telling them what to do, they really don't like that. And then, of course, they do everything they can in their power to make sure that the platform that everyone's on is restricted in many different ways. Rumble has reached out to us. We are working with them full, full kind of transparency here. And they're freaking awesome. They allow, I was like, hey, can I say what I want? Like, yeah, can I show, can I show what I want? Like, yep. I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. And this is where I want to build my foundation. This is where I want to build my future. Um, and again, we have close to a million subscribers on YouTube. We have nearly 100,000 subscribers on Rumble. I'm going to be investing the vast majority of my resources, of my brain, of doing the best show on Rumble. And there is a big difference comparatively to the show that we do in the beginning of, of this first hour to the show and how it performs and how the conversation flows on Rumble. Eventually, probably, we're only going to be doing the show on Rumble because I hate I hate these restrictions. I hate being treated like a freaking child that that needs to be careful what they what they freaking say. I hate that. And and it's and it pisses me off that we can't have the intellectual freedom to use discernment and critical thinking in a way that's actually honest and earnest. It pisses me off that there's intelligence agencies literally sitting behind the keyboard. It's not yuppies with flip-flops and blue armpit here in San Francisco. It's literally government suits in frickin' Langley, Langley Virginia, <laughs> sitting down in, 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 in very, I can't even say it, they're very tight <laughs> in, in certain places in, in their rear, rear ends, and, and they're just waiting, waiting to hit that censorship button. Um, and uh, the, those people suck. They're jerks. We don't have any of that on Rumble. Rumble stands up to governments. Rumble stands up for freedom of speech. They fight for you. And this is why I keep telling individuals, if you're watching here on YouTube, go over right now to rumble.com. We are featured prominently on the front page, the number one show on all of rumble.com. So um, I, I think it's also... Predominantly because we decided to, to work, but we, we've been featured prominently uh, a, a lot. But a lot of people don't want to work um, this this kind of time between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Screw that! We believe in working hard here. And, uh, we're immigrants. Yes. We work. Well, I, I'm an immigrant. Are you an immigrant? I don't know. Probably I not. I, I literally am an immigrant. <laughs> Christy, uh, are, are you an immigrant? And before we uh, unofficially transition, not in the in the trendy way. To Rumble, where can people find you uh, for the audience here on YouTube? I'm an American. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Christy St. Regis, K-R-I-S-T-Y-S-A-I-N-T-R-E-G-I-S. 
at Liberty Lockpot on X. If you subscribe, I'll follow you back. I appreciate the support. LibertyLockdown.locals.com and Liberty Lockdown's the show. I just dropped a great episode last night. I can only put 15 minutes up on the YT because it was too hot. The other 45 minutes is only on Rumble. So uh, either place, but please do subscribe. Appreciate you guys. You can find me on Instagram at StephWeAreChanger on Twitter at StephWRC. So if, if YouTube is still watching, I am an immigrant and a person of color. Yep. So that's that's why he's you also should, gay. You should, Clint. Uh, no, no, I'm not Clint. Okay. What? Don't get your don't don't get your hopes up here. Okay. Uh. Don't get your hopes up here. All right. I don't I don't do that fruity stuff here. Not 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 here. You're an alien. Uh, I'm an immigrant and a person of color. YouTube, uh, promote me now. Okay. <laughs> All right. We check all the DEI all boxes. Right. Come I, on. They they asked me. They're like, "Well, what, what what's your what's your race? What's your?" What? Yeah. I was like, "I was like Zorp. I'm, I'm black. <laughs> Yo, I'm a same person thing. of color, and I'm thing, an dude. immigrant. <laughs> Promote me now. <laughs> uh, go over YouTube. Go go to Rumble. I did the uh, same thing. I said I was non-binary. I was like, "Come on, boost me. What's up?" <laughs> all right. Now we have a little bit of a delay before we officially go over to Rumble, and we get to say whatever the hell we freaking want. And I love those opportunities, and I love just being able to have that kind of frank discussion here with all of the audience members as we have a video to start off this Rumble broadcast that I think is definitely worth watching. And it's a very earnest, honest message from no one other than uh, Jeffrey Epstein's good friend, uh, Bill Gates. He's looking old. I'm here in July, and of course I flew in on my private jet. Uh, Very, very important meeting. Uh, the issue of you peasants eating bugs uh, will be discussed at length. Uh, that's never gotten the attention it deserves. Um, the issue of COVID-19 not killing off enough poor people and my vaccines not weeding out the rest of you bastards, which is a tragedy, of course. Is this real? We'll talk about using killer robots next. Um, that absolutely solved that problem. Steph, I'm here in Steph Dubai. Is Wait, this is, this is fake, right? <laughs> This is 100% fake. Yeah, imagine if he actually said that. Oh, awesome. maybe, he maybe he had some ayahuasca. Maybe, yeah. Without saying that. Yeah, yeah. He hates he, it, but he never says it explicitly. He doesn't say, like, you peasants. But, oh, like, that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, we have to reduce carbon because there's too much people on this world and we have to kill them all. He's like, oh, you poor bitches. Why don't you just die? It's like, oh, you're telling the truth. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Shouts out to uh, C3P Meme for making this amazing meme magic as. Uh, uh, if it wasn't for the memes, the situation would be absolutely fucked. But these are the types of individuals that are having a major influence on social media. These are the type of individuals that believe that there's too many people in this world. And this is what I wanted to hint at because there's a lot of news specifically around trans individuals, specifically a lot of individuals coming out and essentially being larger Karens with their pronouns as there's a viral video from Delta highlighting one of these kind of interactions from an individual that just took down this video from their official TikTok video, as there has been a lot of particular tension with a lot of individuals who, of course, are representing themselves as trans. Now, a lot of people like to say that this trans issue is largely an issue of mental health and autism. I think there's an argument to be made there, but I think it's also a byproduct of the chemical warfare that is being waged on babies, on, on children, on unsuspecting mothers who have their babies in their womb, and they're being exposed to a lot of chemicals that do biologically alter 
not only the sexual hormones of that baby, but the mental health of that baby before it's even freaking born and developed as babies now are being born, specifically males with smaller wieners, smaller Gucci's, less testosterone. And when you have males with less testosterone, Clint, why are you, Clint, why, why are you outing yourself here? Because every time you say Gooch, it's funny. Sorry. Uh, the, 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 the war on the Gucci's is real, okay? It's not a fucking lie here. When you look at the Gucci's, right, they keep getting smaller and smaller, and then that indicates less masculinity for males, especially the more that they have developed. Now, Aww. when you have high levels of, of autism, when you have uh, mothers giving birth to children later and, and, and inoculating them with so much chemical, and then you have social media kind of reinducing these larger ideas. Hey, if you're trans, you're you're cool, you're protected, you're a part of the in-group. You, of course, have something special about you. You, of course, are now awesome when you do have gender dysphoria, when you do chop off your organs, when you stop yourself from reproducing, you yourself are an individual that deserves our praise and protection. Now, when you have this kind of larger indoctrination, how is this not fifth generational warfare that is being engineered every step of the way to try to destroy our current population. Well, what's so nefarious about it is like, because you have, you have reformulated the American culture where it used to be about whoever's the best, whoever, whoever works the hardest, tries the hardest, is the smartest, is the best looking, is the, you know, whatever. Like we used to praise that. That used to be kind of the American ethos. Now the the way our hierarchy works, like we haven't gotten a, gotten rid of hierarchy as the Marxists argue. In fact, we've replaced it with a victimhood hierarchy. So you have you have these these straight white people who are now told you're you're part of the problem. Oh wait, you want to chop your dick off? Now you're a hero. It's like it's like it's fucked up. What they're doing to children in that regard is absolutely sick because it it alienates them as long as they are happy and accepting of their own physical being, which they are born with, which is a mutable characteristic, things that you can't change like your fucking sex, for God's sakes. And they've convinced these kids that they're they're not just, uh, you know, not just not a part of the solution, but actually part of the problem until they start to transition. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. Um, and like Luke, you mentioned autism, and it's like that's because they're vaccinating babies, like, that's why they're getting that's why we have such high rates now but exactly like that's what i was kind of saying on youtube they don't want you to be able to think for yourself so that's why they change that hierarchy in the first yep. place so that they can just control it do, do you think that the vaccines are, are part of trying to sterilize people it sounds like that's what you were hinting oh at. yeah 100 percent. i think the covid vaccine they are <laughs> sterilizing people like i don't think people are going to be able to have babies even if they want to if they got the vaccine well statistically think, we have seen a, a small decrease already and yeah what i found really fascinating and this is what's so infuriating is like there's actually studies here we're not just like spitballing there's actual studies that demonstrated that that the spike protein which which came into your body through your arm or wherever that it was supposed to stay in that location. And what, what we found out through these studies was that it was actually circulating through your whole body. And what was horrifying about it is that it was largely congregating in your sexual organs. In, in women's case, their ovaries. I'm sorry, but given the fact that mRNA is a brand new technology and, and you you unleash this on the global population, how the fuck can you not conclude that they, that, that was intentional? That's, yeah, the, the doctors were shocked. They were surprised. They were like, why is the spike protein going straight into the ovaries? Right? Yeah. They were like, what the fuck's going on here? here 
and we have record high levels of infertility. We have a, a lot of, of, of people who are having problems getting pregnant. Uh, but that's also because a lot of women are choosing to have babies later on sure. in life, and they're told, it's okay, queen, it's totally going to be fine. Just wait until you're like 30, 40, and then, and, and then they don't get taught basic biology. Yeah. And then it's, it's a tragic situation because a lot of these women are told lies. A lot of these women are just screwed over. I don't know. Uh, what, what what are your experiences, uh, Christy, growing up, you know, as, as a woman, a, a, a real woman, because it, it seems like the number one kind of victim of this is women. Because a lot of people always say, you know, the men are getting screwed over. The men have it, have it hard. Sure, uh, difficult times actually uh, are, are beneficial for men. Uh, a lot of men now seek comfort, which is is indicative of a lot of people's own kind of character, personal flaws. But but I I think if we really kind of look at it, I think there has been a war on masculinity. The men lost. Now the war is being waged against women, and I think there's an, a very aggressive action against them. And uh, the women are being the number one target of a lot of the psyopses now. I don't know if you would agree or disagree. Um, I mean. I think if there's a war on masculinity and then men lost and then like, like I'm not a feminist by any means, but I go on so many podcasts and I have the, I feel the need to like stick up for women, which I don't want to be like sticking up for women, but how did the men lose masculinity if they were the leaders and they were so masculine in the first place? Like, how did we take over if like, like we weren't in control ever? So I don't really think women are the reason that the men lost the war on masculinity i think the people pushing feminism were the one but it wasn't just women you know well, what i mean no no we're not we're not blaming uh women yeah we're, we're saying there was a war on men men lost i'm not saying women waged that war i well, think it's central controllers uh, okay clint has something can you I, clarify that yeah uh, well i think we lost in the sense that there's there's less and less household formation. You have women that are more red pilled that all always say like, you know, there's just not enough masculinity amongst the, the younger men. But yeah. I don't think that that means the men had lost. I think that there are a lot of circles like men's circles and people coming together, learning and growing on how to I embrace what it is to be a man. I feel like men might come with along with all these pressures in society, like I need to be the provider. I need to take care of my family. I need to be the one generating all these things. And I think that that maybe seems like it's hard and scary to mm. do because it's like, how do I do all of these things? That's like why. But see that. That's that, what they're I supposed think, to do naturally. Like see, that's, that's supposed to want to do that naturally. That's, that's, that's exactly supposed to the make point. them more comfortable. Yep, because you guys are arguing, you guys are saying that they've lost. So I'm saying, well, what is it? Is it because they think it's too hard to do it? Like why aren't the men being men? Well, be, this is why I was going to say when, when Luke was saying he doesn't blame the women. I, I Broadly speaking, I don't either. However, in the, in the micro, academia is controlled by women. And, and women have been the, the primary participants in the education systems that I think have, have ultimately defanged young men. And I'm not saying that all men are responsible. I'm not a collectivist. I don't believe in any of that shit. But I think that the blame should be laid at the feet of the education system largely. I think also our, our media has has pushed this narrative that that men are part of the problem and masculinity is, is dangerous or toxic. toxic you know, and all no, that. I think masculinity is very... I think men being men is super important so that a woman can actually be a woman. Because yeah. if not, Agreed. they Agreed. have to take over. They feel like, oh, well, if the man's not doing the job, then I got to do the job. 
job, and that's really annoying. But I think they need I to think, feel safe, or they I, can't submit. I think that the the you know it's it's been described this way for millennia. It's yin and yang. You have like in order for a woman to be the best, most feminine version of herself, you need a, a masculine male population. But you can't also you also can't have a a masculine male population if the women do, don't do it. So it's like you have to have it. The, the, there has to have an equilibrium here, and I think that we're totally, totally out of whack. Like it, our yeah, equilibrium it takes, it takes two off. to tango, and I don't think we could blame one particular sex for everything. No. And I think there has been a specific uh, disharmonious kind of um, larger program at play here that has been pinning people against each other. And when you look at the kind of modern kind of feminist movement, it was a movement that was essentially bankrolled by David Rockefeller because he wanted a bigger tax burden. He wanted more factory workers. And what better way to do that than, of course, create a situation where you could milk people more. One single household income no longer is going to make it by. And financially, a lot of the stress, along with a lot of the kind of short-term dopamine pleasures of pornography and video games, has essentially pacified men where a lot of men are just tuning out of society. And whether it's because of their own kind of will or the larger kind of agenda against them, it's still fucking happening. I blame men. Get, get the fuck off of your feet. Make something of yourself. Start to fucking hit the gym. Start to make the best, strongest version of yourself. Stop blaming other people for this shit because that's also another female quality that a lot of men have right now saying, they're, 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 but they, but, 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 but fuck that. You're a fucking guy. Man the fuck up. Get the shit done. Be the best version of yourself. Reproduce. And that's a fucking flex right there. Everything else in society, I think, has been deliberately pushed onto us to get us away from that, to make us fat, stupid, gullible, mm. and fucking idiotic. Yeah. And we all play a role in our in our future enslavement by doing what we are told. Edward, Edward Bernays was the larger um, fucking manipulator of this, this psyop, of this bullshit, of this King fucking of grind game. Working with, with fucking David Rockefeller and all these other nefarious individuals to destroy the family unit. Because once you destroy that family unit, you destroy an individual's ability to be able to be protected. Yeah, I, I agree. I, like, I, sh I, I shot fire at, at women, so let me just briefly say, it's also a huge problem with not having a father at home. I mean, so many of these young men, they, they end up being you know, raised by women or their grandmother or whatever, and they just don't have that balance. Once again, it's yin and yang. You have to have the equilibrium. If you're not raised by both a male and female influence, I think it's really problematic. And this, you know, I always get, uh, I run afoul of people when I talk about this because I say, even though I'm totally fine with gay people getting married, I really don't care. I think that there ought to be preferential treatment for adoptive parents when it's, when it's uh, you know, male and female. I think that that's a, a more well-rounded approach and, a, and ultimately a, a healthier household for, for children. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I completely agree with you. And the thing is, men and women aren't equal and we shouldn't pretend that we think they are or think that they are in the first place. We're equally as important, but we are not equal. A man's strength is a woman's weakness and a woman's strength is a man's weakness. That's why together we would make a whole. That's why together we come to mate. Yeah. And so like we have to acknowledge that that's a good thing and that's like why that's why we even come together in the and, first and, place. And instead of hating our differences or saying, you know, one superior, one inferior or vice versa, but realize like it, it what what makes it special is the the balance between the two. How how your strengths offset mine, my weaknesses. It like that's yeah. a beautiful thing. That used to be something that we honored and now it seems because of this war on on, you know, our our biological sex we we no longer appreciate our differences and and uplift 
the the strengths of the other sex as opposed to like going you're you're toxically male it's like no bitch i'm here to fucking protect you on the street if some crazy yeah. dude comes up you know like <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's the toxic masculinity that's that's healthy uh it's really disturbing what what has your experience been like dating in this modern fucked up world i mean honestly i do feel like it's hard to find like masculine men of course like i do i make it very openly known about my politics so i do like find people that believe in what I believe in but it's just hard because I feel like I do not want to be like the breadwinner or the provider that I I want to be like a submissive feminine woman but I have been like I mean I did just get out of a year relationship but before that I have been like single living on my own for a while and so I don't want to be dominant but I I've had to be like, I live on my own. I, I've had right. to like be the leader for myself. So it's hard to find a man that can come in and, and make me feel safe and make me feel like he can make decisions for myself better than I can. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to be the best at making decisions. I want a man that I think knows more than me, that I think can protect me. I think can make better, faster decisions for myself than I can. But it's very hard to find someone that can make me feel that way, that yeah. I actually believe can do those things. Is it, is it hard because there's so many unimpressive, like potential partners out there? Or like, why, why is it, is it challenged? Would you, would you date a trans man? Ew, absolutely. <laughs> nah, that's disgusting. <laughs> no fucking way. Steph, would you date a trans man? No. Because they don't have the masculine male Clint. energy that Clint. I need. Clint, Clint, Clint. Clint. Oh, yeah. would you date oh, a trans yeah. man? Uh, yeah, me and Blair White. No, that's a trans woman. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, I wouldn't. Sorry. There, there's a viral video going around the internet right now showing uh, essentially someone uh, placing their camera inside of their car and then oh, uh, so getting ridiculous. into their car with the, the caption, if trans women oh aren't God, women... Why do I have to immediately do this anytime I'm out alone at night? Here's the video. It's because you're a spaz. When did it end? All the enjoyment. I'm sad again. Don't tell my... Definitely uh, a porn star level acting there, but uh, a lot of people are saying, why would you set up a camera? Why would you set up the lighting? If you're really scared to get into your car, <laughs> why are you staging and framing this entire situation this particular way? <laughs> he does yeah. not have to do that. He's yeah. literally just making this up. Like they make everything up. Yeah. Like no, no, and, and, and especially when it comes to a, a lot of individuals saying, you know, we're targeted, we're attacked. Uh, I, I, again, I would, I would you know, I, I think there's a real conversation that, that should be had with these individuals, especially when it comes to how predatory Big Pharma is. Um, and, and especially when it comes to making people understand that they're not the center of attention or always the victim. And I think there's so much social currency right now with individuals believing you know, if I'm the victim, if I'm if I'm getting you know prosecuted and punished and 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 criticized, therefore, I, I, what I have to be doing is absolutely right. And and I think this is why a lot of the people are so adverse towards just any kind of conversation. A lot of people point to autism specifically being one reason why a lot of people can't have any kind of real honest conversations around these issues and why they automatically get very very emotional. So, I I I, I blame social media. I don't know about you. Is there one particular culprit here? I think social media has essentially warped the minds of a lot of different young individuals to believe, hey, I'm a victim. 
I'm popular, I'm trendy. Also, by the way, if you're a member of LukeUnfiltered.com, I'm going to go into the chat room right now and ask if anyone wants to call in. If you want to call in, uh, just sign up, become a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. I am going to send the link right now into the chat room. And then uh, if you're a member, just log in. If you're not a member, uh, signing up, it's, it's very quick. It's, it's very easy. It's very simple. Go into our Telegram channel, and I'm going into the Telegram channel to ask people if they want to call in as we're going to be taking callers in eight minutes. Um, I blame social media for this. Who, who do you guys think is responsible? I have I really blame for, for this that I hate so much. The Me Too movement. I fucking hate that movement. It made being a victim cool. People that are real victims are hiding that they are not trying to throw it over social media like a real girl that got raped or had something horrible happened to her she is not telling people she might not even tell her own family that that happened to her she's not gonna like tell this crazy story and be like me too like it's made girls like say stories that like either were just exaggerated or it didn't even happen and they just being the victim was cool so they made like a story about like how someone said something to them on the street like this big issue or looked at them a certain way at the gym and it's just like it honestly is like making fun of like the actual real victims and it only made being the victim cooler and now we have trans males or whatever males doing stuff like this because it just made being the victim cool and now the trans males they want to act like the me too girls because they're mm. girls, they're girls, so they need so, to act like so that. essentially what you're saying is like the me too movement was the precursor to the trans agenda because like the victimhood hierarchy was like rape victim. And then it was like, no trans and rape just got victim. bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger know, like, from there. Oh, so man. To me, it sounds like it's kind of a, a, a seeking attention. Oh, it's yeah. Like, that's sad, percent. sad to say, but these people really do need help. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah, and <laughs> definitely. And I feel like. <laughs> how, how weird is it that, it, that it, it, that's like a bad, like people would frown on you for saying that. Like, I think these people need help. And you're like, that's that comes from a good place, but you would you would be portrayed as being a bigot for saying I, it. That's fine. I don't care. You know what? That's the truth. These people really need help. Um, it's really sad. I, I don't like making fun of um what they're going through, to be honest. I quite frankly don't understand any of the names and stuff. So I'm not super like I can't tell you what it means. If you say a transgender man and a transgender, I'm so confused. Like, I don't know which one's which. Yeah, I have no idea what either. that means. All I know it's is that- It's meant to be confusing. It's meant to sow division. They Sorry, go know. ahead. I, I, I don't even want to try to figure it out. All I know is that this is an issue and, and these people really need help. And I feel like it's even deeper than what we're really thinking because- this agenda of like transgenderism and this mixing of the sexualities, I'm going to take it a step deeper than maybe most don't really like to think, but this is my perspective on the transgender agenda is basically these people are not able to, to really embody the sex that they were given at birth by God. So it's like, okay, I am a man and I have to be a man. I have to own being a man, but no, I'm going to, I have this sickness where like I can't deal with what I am. Let's bring it even further. Why am I a woman right now? Why is Stephanie a woman? I came to this earth and I had to decide like these are the lessons I want to learn. I want to learn what it's like to be a woman. I feel like each person comes here and they have to choose like whether they want to if, if we're going with this reincarnation cycle, which I believe is true. In this case, I would be reincarnated here as a woman. I need to learn the lessons of what it is to be a woman. I need to learn other, maybe I was a man and now I need to learn how do I like 
grow in my woman frequencies? How do I learn how to harness that energy? Men need to learn how to be men. Women need to learn how to be women. We are here for a reason and we are embodied in these bodies, in these vessels, in these suits for a reason. So I think that this is the main reason why there's this agenda because it's more than just what meets the eye. It's a spiritual aspect to this. There's a component of why are we here and what are we meant to learn and how are we meant to grow? So it's just a muddying of what we're here to learn and it's 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 very sad yeah. and said yeah. the said the woman in the kitchen uh, <laughs> sorry i just had to um there's another video that that might help explain some of uh the, the pronoun explanation as there's one comment here from d swift saying uh, deeper down the bonus hole uh <laughs> i'm sorry i just had to read that one that's great the comment section on rumble is uh pretty pretty lit uh but uh this might help um us understand some of the pronoun stuff. Okay, is it okay if I touch it? Yeah. Okay, cool. And what are your pronouns? They, them. She, they. I'm yes. glad we exchanged those. Yes. Okay. I'm glad that you came in today to give me the opportunity. So yeah, that's the situation at the barbershop. Clint, Clint what are your pronouns? Uh, Zimzer. No, no, don't do that. Don't buy into it. <laughs> That's it. Get honestly, stop. Honestly, You're a when, part of the problem. When, when this phenomenon first started, I like I've always hated uh, like English class grammar lessons. I was like, I was like, what are, what are the pronouns again? Like I couldn't even remember because I like I, I remember learning about it in, in I don't know middle school or whenever. But I, I honestly, when people started to talk about like, no, I want to be referred to something other than my, I was so mystified by it for years. I, I wouldn't even like consider what they were talking about. I just thought I was like, this is a fucking weird fad. I'm gonna let it die out. I still think it probably is, but now at this point, it's persisted for so many years. I'm starting to get nervous that like people are never gonna fucking stop being crazy. Yeah, I had this kind of libertarian approach to this i was like who cares i mean let people do whatever they want yeah. as long as they're not hurting anyone as long as they, they do it in the privacy of their bedroom and I, I still i still kind of hold that belief towards individuals but how systemic it is exactly. just how it is everywhere just how you see it on on television on tv shows i used to really like shameless um on, on showtime they had a whole freaking gender ideology episode where they were lecturing the audience about proper use of pronouns. And I'm like, this is, this is just disgusting. inundating. You call yourself whatever you want. You do whatever you want. You're not hurting people. But when you make it a way where I have to participate in, in your own delusion or, or your own hijacking of your health by big pharma... No, I refuse to participate. I don't want to play along with any of this stuff. And you are enforcing a lot of this kind of cultural Marxism, which boils down towards a eugenics operation that needs to be called out for what it is, that is literally there to ruin and destroy the West. That's what it is. Yeah. That's who it's affecting. This is why people won't be able to have children later on in life and deal with things like cancer, hormonal issues, and other physical ailments that they are not told about. Because if you bring up this to children saying, hey, um, you can't reverse this. Hey, uh, there's no going back from this. Hey, once you once you cut off your, your organ, it's not going to fucking regrow back. If people are told those, those larger kind of consequences... Why the fuck would they do it? They wouldn't, especially exactly. if, if they were told you're going to have to be on big pharma for the rest of your fucking life. Right. Fuck and, that. And, I don't want to be dependent on big pharma for the, the rest of my the life. Chances of cancer increase because you're taking uh, exogenous hormones that aren't in, intended for your body in these doses because uh, that's not how you're biologically formulated. I think that there's the, the consequences of this period 
have have yet to be felt. Uh, they're just starting to be. I mean, we we also had a, another story that we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube, I'm sure, but the trans school shooter in Tennessee killed a bunch of innocent fucking kids, and it's like no one no one's willing. Like every other mass shooter, we get the we get the dossier right away. We understand exactly what kind of you know what gun they used, the medicines that they were on. Oftentimes, actually, not the medicines part, but that's like that's what we ought to be asking in this circumstance. Is if you're putting, you know, tens of thousands of young people on exogenous hormones that are not intended for them biologically in massive doses, what what are the knock on consequences? We don't really know yet. Guinea pigs. Yeah. Well, once again, it's another fucking experiment on people. And you know, to to Luke's point about how this is being like, I I took a libertarian approach because I'm a libertarian, and and I, at first I was just like, hey, look, do whatever you want. But then I started to realize that these ideologies are oftentimes, if not always, paired with an anti-capitalist mentality too. And this is when I started to realize, okay, this is not this is not accidental. This is it's directly correlated. You question your own sex and your own gender. You question the foundation of your nation. You question the economic model that you that you function under. It's essentially just it's just disjointing every aspect of what it was to be an American. Just kind of accepting who you were, and and if you work hard, you get ahead. All this shit. It was just thrown out the window. So now everyone's racist, everyone's sexist, everyone's transphobic and homophobic and da, 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 da. And I think that what you're seeing is a lot of people are just f- done with the fucking labels. Like uh, more and more young people, I think, are starting to embrace like, look, if you want to fucking call me racist over over microaggressions and shit, well, then I'm just going to start to say racial slurs. It's not there's no animosity here. I don't actually have any hate in my heart, but I'm just not I'm not going to fucking play your games anymore. And I, and I think that's kind of represented with the latest video that just uh, came out from Delta with a Delta yeah, representative. Exactly. We could play that clip in a little bit, but I do think to add to your point here, a lot of this is deliberate because if you don't know your identity and if you don't know your gender uh you, you don't, don't know shit. you don't have a, <laughs> you don't have a representation of who you are you can't stand up for something that you don't know mm-hmm. you you can't uh, you you can't protect yourself you can't be there for yourself and i think breaking down uh, someone's kind of ideology breaking someone's identity is the first step towards kind of enslaving them and putting them in a position where they have no self-worth they have no self-value they have confusion that confusion i believe is deliberate placed on them so they could be better slaves in the matrix that's how i see it that's probably how bill gates sees it that's probably how a lot of these eugenicists see it as a lot of this frustration has a lot of people boiling over as represented. They can never yeah. live up to their true potential because they don't even know who they are. Exactly. And if you don't know who you are, why why stand up for for yourself, your 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 neighborhood, your family, your country? Why? You well, can't. You, you can't. can't. You well, can't exactly. Live up because to your true if you don't have a foundation to build off of, just think of it in terms of construction of a home. If you don't have a, a firm foundation, whatever you build on top of it is is going exactly. to end up in tatters. And I think that's that's the problem is that so many young people have now been put in this this mold of like their their fundamental formational years of their lives are built on sand and then and then we look at these kids that are, are rudderless in their 20s and their 30s and they're not having children and all this other shit and they're they're staying at home with their parents until they're fucking 45 years old it's like all of this is part of the same kind of op that's being ran and, and guess what if you don't own a house if you don't have a job if you if you're not independent if you don't have have a, a strong foundation as a as a man well then you're going to end up being a ward of the state. You're going to turn towards the government. I think that's why, in my estimation, this is a top-down uh, you know, psychological operation that's being ran against the American people, and it ultimately only benefits the governments of the world. Exactly. You know what? Another thing I think ruined um, like the atomic family that I don't think people really talk about enough is roommates. 
men have roommates like into their 30s <laughs> why do you need a wife like you you're doing all this stuff with other men so it's like then you, you like you don't feel like oh i want a woman to share the house with mm. to share half the responsibilities because you have just other men sharing the responsibilities with you i don't like sleeping with those my roommates though so. no but like then <laughs> like that's why there's just like fuck boys not necessarily trying to settle down because like they have a house with yeah, other they're guys. Like, they're like, I got my homeboy. Yeah, and I, so they, I'll like, date her oh, on the yeah, weekend. I'll date yeah, her. Yeah. You can come fuck me. But like, they're not like, let's build together because yeah, they're already yeah, yeah, built yeah. with men. Like, you know what I mean? They yeah. have cleaning ladies <laughs> and they share the other responsibilities. They don't feel like they need a wife to so share them with. So you're saying that these dudes that are cohabitating are dinks? They're double income, no I think it's no dangerous <laughs> to be a male with roommates. I think it's very dangerous. It's just, I haven't had a roommate since I was like 22, but I think I'll take your word for it. Like, if a if, beware roommate. If a man has a roommate, like, I am not going on a date with you. Fascinating. <laughs> is that is that one of the deal breakers? What are uh, what else are the oh, the, the Christie deal breakers here? Well, there's a lot of them. If you circumcise, <laughs> I'm not. I do not believe in circumcision. I think a lot of males are circumcised, so it's not a deal breaker for me. But I will never do that to my sons. And if he's not on board with that, he's a deal breaker. Yes. Based. Um, but I will. Hopefully, he listens to me and he understands that what I'm talking about when I explain it to him. You mean but your husband or your yeah, kid? Oh, no, okay, yeah, no, no. My kid doesn't have a say in it. <laughs> um, but obviously he has to be a Republican. He has to be a Trump supporter. He has to like the quote, grab her by the pussy. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> he has to believe in gender roles. He has to believe in the conspiracy Savage. theories. I do. He needs to be able to have deep conversations well, give, give our audience a, a cheat sheet. What conspiracies do they have to believe in? Uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Moshe, Michelle Obama Obama's a man. <laughs> Michael. Michael Obama. Yeah, big Mike, big Mike. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of them. <laughs> so gangster. I've never heard a girl with a list like this. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's hard. It's hard to find. I don't know. No, I think it shouldn't be hard at all. Like all these other dudes are dating these fucking woke women who are like, hey, don't be masculine. Don't golf. Don't watch sports. And you're like, let's fucking golf and watch sports. And let's talk about Michelle, Michelle Obama's dick. And I'm like, you have a hard time finding a dude to wife you. Are. I told you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like at heart. I'm like an 80 year old white Republican man. I'm like, let's smoke a cigar and have some whiskey and talk about politics and butts. Like I want to talk about female butts and why they matter like butts matter like let's talk about things that actually matter we, 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 we should make a yeah. short like that yeah. um, butts matter butts matter but, but uh, no not lives but uh, it looks like we have a uh, we it looks like we have a caller from uh, lukeunfiltered.com we're gonna try to get to them now uh but but yeah uh, dating in miami i mean it, it's another beast it's another animal out here it's it's Pretty crazy. I got yeah. into a really big fight with my ex-boyfriend. This is the, I think one of the main reasons why I was like, okay, I cannot be with this man. Um, Cause he did like vote for Trump and stuff, but he just didn't get like deep like I did. And one time we got into a fight because he said Bill Gates is a good guy. Wow. So I was like, like okay, you're, you're dumb. Yes. Like I can never. Did, like, he, did he also take the vaccine? He did. He uh, got the vaccine for sign. traveling. Yeah, he was a pilot, a, so I guess so. You, could, you couldn't have reproduced it. Don't even worry about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is not going to work. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, so we got a caller, uh, Solid Snake. <coughs> are you able to see see him? Solid Snake. <coughs> Excuse me. How are you? And um, Snake, can you hear us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, brother. Lay, hear lay the question on us. Go for it. Um, 
So you guys are talking about all this social stuff, you know, and Luke touched upon, um, you know, indoctrinations in, in schools. I was wondering if maybe uh, the Beanie Boys and um, maybe the uh, PBD Boys and Luke and you guys have a mark, a free market solution to that stuff, you know, maybe um, a series of not home schools, right, but private more private schools starting off you know in your local areas and perhaps expanding do you have uh any grander visions for you know that type of action to um you know counteract all the stuff we're seeing in society now absolutely great question we were supposed to have uh dana martin she's like a, a pioneer into a lot of this kind of uh radical uh de-home kind of schooling uh but unschooling she, uh, radical unschooling but she flaked on us last minute shame <laughs> on you dana um <laughs> but we were we we're gonna do an entire episode about this i know uh ron paul form, former congressman <clears throat> dr no also came out with his own kind of homeschooling curriculum for children um, and I think what is also happening in New Hampshire is absolutely incredible as they have pod networks of individuals who have certain skills that are able to teach people in the community uh, those particular skills. One of my friends, uh, Jay Noon, he teaches uh, essentially children how to weld and how to work on diesel engines. And I think that's a skill that, you know, a lot of young kids aren't privy to in public schools. In public schools, especially the school that I kind of went to in New York City, you don't learn how to weld. You don't learn how to to cook or how to build or how to make something out of yourself and how to create stuff and how to be an engineer or a mechanic or any of those real respected blue collar kind of jobs that are very important for society yeah. and sadly aren't taken seriously. So having children, not giving them your phone right away, not just saying, here, just take a phone, and, and having them inundated to, to be done with whatever they wanted to be done with with Mark Zuckerberg, that's an amazing first step. And, and, and I wanted to mention this earlier, but I blame parents. I blame parents for giving children the phone, doing the easy thing, being lazy, and uh, essentially giving their children up to uh, satanic, eugenics, loving pedophiles who uh, are truly the ones calling a lot of the shots well, in our and, society. And, what, and what's easier and lazier than putting your kid in public school for seven hours a day? And then, and then at the end of that, at the end of them an iPhone, right? Well, yeah, and then and at the end of that, you give them an iPhone, and then you have them watch TV, and then they're on the internet, and then they're on TikTok, and you basically don't fucking do anything to rear your own child. And at the end of twelve years, you go, hey, now I'm going to pay for you. I'm going to pay your tuition to put you through four years of further indoctrination, and after that, if you want to get a master's or a doctorate, sure, four more years of that. And then by the time they're twenty five, they're fucking lunatics. And then we go, what happened? It's like, what happened is you're a piece of shit parent, and no one wants to call you on it because you have decent politics, and you voted for Trump or whatever the fuck, but then you you fed your children to the beast, and you wonder what happened. I think that it, it, it boils down to personal responsibility, and I'm sick of people fucking pointing fingers and saying, oh, no, we have to reform the public schools. No, you need to fucking raise your kids. That's the answer. Agreed. I hate when I go out to dinner, and it's like the kids are just on iPads or iPhones, oh, and the man. kids aren't talking. They have, like, headphones on. It's like you're, you should be conversating with your children. You should right. be teaching them things. You should be asking 
asking them about their day. Like, and it's just, they're so disconnected. And if that's how they're acting out in public, it's like, one, what's the point of even going to dinner? Well, it's not really but the kids. But then what's going on in the house? Even just more games and like electronics and right. stuff. Like it's kids the parents. playing outside and talking. It's the parents. Yeah. The parents need to tell their kids. Like I was not allowed to have a cell phone at the table. Like I yeah. would get in deep shit if I had a cell phone. I'd always get yelled at. Like no cell phones at the table. Like and you're now supposed they're giving to discipline to your children in a loving way. Yeah. Like that's well, what they need. And, and then, and then, I mean, she was pointing out earlier about vaccines and how maybe, maybe that's why autism is on the rise. I think a big aspect of it is that these kids are deeply antisocial because they don't communicate with people in real life. Like, like you can actually, there's actually been studies that show this, that if you're, if you are from a very formative age, if you are just put on electronic devices for fucking, you know, 12 hours a day, that you basically have all of the telltale signs of autism. You become incapable of conversation with other people. You don't like to make eye contact. You basically are like, you're, you're concocting autistic, autistic, uh, you know, seeming people based Based off of how much internet they are, they're utilizing. It's going to make crazy. you extremely introverted. Yes. But for the autism thing, I don't think that it's the COVID vaccines that are doing it. I think it's the vaccines that people are the giving their babies right, yeah. right when they're born. No, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know 100%. Like, you you could look into it. Like, that. there's Do you think they've changed over that. time? I mean, like... I was born in the 1990s, so like... I, they... I know they changed, actually. RFK Jr. and his campaign has done a great job at, at, at explaining this. I think it was 1991, I think, was when uh, they really... They, they took it from like a, like a six-dose cycle. I'm safe! Cycle. <laughs> oh, are, are you? Okay. They took it from like a six-dose cycle to like a fucking... And now it's up to like 80 or some shit. I don't, I don't yeah, even know what it is. It's, it's, not, it's but enormous. But if it were up to me, I wouldn't really... I wouldn't... I would not have children in a hospital. That's me. I don't know about other people. My, my parents tried yeah. to tried to have a home birth with me, and my mom had a seventy two hour la labor because my head is so enormous. Wow, <laughs> I, I, I could see that. Yeah, big yeah. brain <laughs> over here. We see it. I, I nearly killed my mom coming out. It was terrible, but uh, she ended up having to go to the hospital to to stay alive. God bless, mom. Thank you for trying. You could go to like a center sport. though. That's like not a hospital. But I like, know, but she yeah. was actually trying to like yeah. have me in a tub at home. Yeah, it didn't didn't work out. She tried though. Yeah, so she's based as fuck. Doing it with the dolphins. Um, yes, is, I heard. Yes, is, I, don't know I know about the dolphins. They know they're there to help you. Dude, I've be, heard about. Be that. careful having your pussy out around a dolphin. They're Whoa, wait, is there something I don't are, know? Are you talking from experience, Clint? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went to Hawaii. These motherfuckers tried to rape me. It was bullshit. No, Did they the really? Dolphins are smart. The, the, the dolphins really try to rape me. No, it's just, no. but it is true though. They are fucking. They're like the only animal that has sex for fun, and they will absolutely rape a bitch. It's a fact. Stay the fuck away from dolphins. Dolphins are. Are big uh, ra yeah. uh, rapists. Yep. Uh, not many people know this. Steph, you got to do the button pushing. Solid snake. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for calling in. I hope we answered your question. Anything else you want to say? And uh, thank you so much for being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Awesome. You're awesome. Really appreciate the question. Really appreciate the conversation. I think it might be interesting either to get into the Tucker Carlson conversation or to talk about uh, each other's kind of uh, deal breakers. I have a, I have a bunch. I might have a little bit too much myself. Oh, I've talked to Luke about his deal breakers. This list is like yeah. as long as Santa's. Uh, Steph, you got to do the button pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of naughty people out there. There's a lot of fucking psyops out there. There's a lot of fucking fluoride guzzling seed oil eating fat nasty ass bitches out there that I'm not fucking spreading my fucking juju with, okay? All right? If there's going to be future Radowskis out there, which I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that there's fucking future Radowskis, I want fucking super soldiers, all right? I don't want dumb fucking 
low IQ fucking fat pathetic idiots. I don't want fucking Wally fat ass motherfuckers, okay? I want kids that are going to be essentially a, a part of my slave labor camp that are going to be fucking working hard in the fields, planting the fucking f- vegetables and fruits, milking the fucking cows, raising the farm animals, setting up the solar panels, and actually fucking surviving the fucking oncoming apocalypse because that shit's going to be fucking real and there's no fucking avoiding it people all right there's no avoiding it but as a male fucking hell there's a lot of things i personally look out for maybe telling you my list stephanie i want to hear your list clint i want to hear your list but in short uh no ssris uh mainly because huge instability a lot of women especially white women huge (laughs) levels of ssris no the statistics are fucking crazy dude they're fucking wild as soon as a woman's on ssris i'm like fucked i'm fucked (laughs) i'm on an emotional roller coaster some guys love that some guys love that fucking spike that that women put you on and and i've been on some fucking crazy rides i've been on rides (laughs) that men should not survive i've been on fucking rides that are too fucking i was too short i was not ready i i was fucking placed. I fucking shit myself. Almost lost my life. Almost You're always lost my, ready for what you I get. I fucking been through the ringer. I've been on all the fucking crazy roller coasters. All right. I've been through that. It ride. makes you stronger. I'm done. I'm done. No more. You know what you want now. Now you know what you want, and you're gonna find it. I've been uh, no SSRIs. Yeah. Fucking unpredictable, especially if you have a future. Especially. Uh, it's too unpredictable. No vaccine. Uh, fertility issues, spike protein issues, uh, seed oils, health conscious. Um, I have other stuff, but those are the kind of real... Co- I shouldn't be saying this because now there's going to be some kind of like crazy manipulative woman out there that's yeah. going to be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't eat seed yeah. oils. And I, she, I haven't taken a vaccine. No, she's going to be five... Bitch, you fucking are. <laughs> Fuck. I she, fucked myself. Sorry. She's, she's going to be five COVID vaccines deep, just lying through her teeth, that sneaky bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my criteria has always been, uh, well, not always. It's actually evolved quite a bit. Uh, after 2020, uh, you know, I, I think that a really good litmus test for intelligence uh, in terms of like someone I want to have children with, if you got the COVID vax, I think you're fucking just, just so, so stupid. Uh, I'm sorry. I know there's good people Brain out there. It's an got, IQ yeah. test. The vaccine yeah. was an IQ yeah. test. Yeah. And, and it was a choice point. For here, sure. Here's the fuck thing, though. 75% of fucking people fell for that shit. So it already one out of every four women is the only is the only options I got. Um and then That's really sad though. It really makes me sad. It does. It makes me sad too, but it's, I'm just being real. Like if you're like and on top of the the reproductive issues, I think there's health issues. I think there's Yeah, uh, 70% you know, of the country took the vaccine. I majority know, majority of it women. Yeah. Fuck. So I 70% of the population took it. I would imagine it's 65% men, 75% women because women tend to uh go along with the crowd more readily there men are usually more obstinate but so that and i don't need you to be uh, a libertarian like myself but you you cannot be woke at all if you if you ever say that joke's inappropriate i'm i'm not even i'm not even going to pay the bill i'm just going to walk out <laughs> yeah. you know like if you say that joke, if you don't laugh at fucked up humor you're dead to me uh you're what boring. else yeah you, i mean how can you hang out with someone like that? i think that's the the key like intelligence humor and then obviously you got to be attractive too. Yeah, you know? I completely a, f- a fucking agree. unicorn. Okay, yeah. I like your guys' <laughs> list. Also, like can't be like a vegetarian. Must be a carnivore. Must love eating meat. Like I'm not doing like. The yeah, no. Vegetarian. You don't like you don't like vegan. effeminate soy boys with limp wrists. No, what are you it's talking so about? disgusting. Like we're supposed to be eating steak. We're supposed to be eating like cavemen, like hunting, yeah. like steak fish, using butter to cook. Don't use oil, like all that stuff. Yeah. You know. 
basic common sense. I think I think we found we've made a match. <laughs> we've made a match. Here it is. <laughs> Steph, uh, what, what's I don't know if you want to share your list, but uh, my list of what your deal breakers. Deal breakers. I know oh, you said okay. said in a prior episode you you uh, you date bad boys. I never said that. Or Luke said it, and then you you denied it, but then you nodded like you probably did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, my list. Oh gosh, I don't know. I I don't know what to say about this. I actually don't have a very robust dating life, so I prefer not to to really. I don't really. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I feel I'm really picky. Actually, I'm super picky. So what's your list? What's your number one picky? Number one, okay, well, definitely now with what's happened, I would definitely be like, okay, are you vaccinated or not? Like, right. I don't want to touch you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they <laughs> can shed on you. Like, the, it's spike, a big the issue. spike protein does shed. There's spike protein shedding. That shit is real. This, this is the only safe room in America for people that aren't vaccinated. Like, we're this is fucking rare right now. I like it in here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, there was one one thing I, I forgot to mention. Uh, I want, I, I always, I guess because at this stage in my life, I'm looking to settle down and I want to have kids. I always am looking for like, does she have a maternal side? Like, does she have a, a motherly instinct? Does she have a, a caring, softer side? I can't have some boss bitch that's just like, I'm going to fucking be CEO of my company. I'm going to work for the rest of my life. I'm like, I'm not like, God bless, but like, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. So. Yeah. Is she going to be a good mother? I think is a question that a lot of people are kind of um, not asking themselves when they're looking at uh, women and yeah, bazongas and are, are driven primarily because men, men, you know, we, we are supposedly logical and, and but, but there's some, there's not when it comes to our but, but there's some, there's some titties. It's like <laughs> logic out the fucking door. Like we're done. We're, 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 we're done. Uh, we got some super chats here that I think uh, uh, we should address here. We got one by Guns Game Gadget Channel. It's a long kind of winded question about women hitting the wall and uh, oh, needing, needing to, to settle down. Um, I don't know if you want to address well, that. You well, know, of course. Have what, what, what age did they say women hit the wall? I always love these. If, if you're over 30, a.k.a. the wall, you need to settle. This See. is this is Gun Games Gadget Channel if, if, saying that's a problem with older women. Plus, you're stuck in your ways. I can tell most men want younger women that's that's what can i say something actually because i looked into this and i understand that yes biologically if you're younger like you're gonna have more eggs and stuff and i get that but actually there is another a new study out and it says the best age for a woman to have a child is 34 why did it say that um a bunch of things but i mean it, it weighs out other options like if you're younger, you might not be able to like afford it. You might not be able to make the best decisions. Thirty four. You're probably with a dude that's like I, I would. I, I would, think, I would I wonder th- if people yeah. stay together. More. I think. I think socially and economically, you can make that argument, but not biologically. Yeah, I think that's um, fair. Because if you if you look at. Um, the, the kind of perfect age, usually the younger is kind of... I do want to chime in, Younger is yeah. going to be easier, but I mean, the article said 34 is the best age right now. But I will say there's other things that go into it, like how well do you take care of yourself? And like we were just been talking about, the vaccine, like... 24 year old that got the vaccine doesn't really work out. Yep. No, like she's not, even though she's younger, like... I mean, a healthier 33-year-old would be well, a Healthy is candidate. super important. Yeah, what you're saying is important. Like, from my, for example, my mother had my little sister really late, and she's fine. Like, nothing's wrong with her. She's not, like, messed up. Yeah. My, in her 40s. My mom had my little sister in her 40s. Wow. That's, so, that's and, pretty And my little rare. sister's great. She's, like, beautiful and healthy. So... 
you know, I think it does matter. Like, yes, my mom's generation is a ways back of our generations of us, like giving birth now right. as women, right? But yeah, I do think that health plays a role. And I don't think that like if you're past a certain age in your 30s, like it's doomed because I feel like there's a lot of this like, oh, too old. Like your babies are dead and they're dried and they're bad. We live longer yeah, now, too. Yeah, what, so that, yeah. you have to take that into account. But I mean, I understand the, like the clock is ticking thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I think about that, too. I want to have kids. I don't want to miss that opportunity. But I'm very particular who I have kids with. I don't want to like have kids with someone just because I think my clock is ticking. If it's not the right person, I'm very careful about who's the father of my children. This is going to be the father, their father for their whole lives. So that is honestly more important than like risking having kids just to have them. I totally agree. And and some some, some people would make the kind of counter our argument to that. And there are different kinds of sides that I think are, are worth exploring. And I'm not here to dictate anyone's kind of life path or even to kind of place judgment on it. Uh, but, but when it comes to the risk towards the mother and when it comes to the kind of overall health and well-being for the baby, uh, also particularly links with um, intelligence, uh, especially when it comes to larger kind of links to overall health, the, 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 the basic science does say earlier the kind of better uh, around the age of some, some, some data even goes out until like the teens, which I, I think is a little ridiculous because socially, obviously, there's a lot of different uh, things to kind of take into consideration, especially when it comes to dealing with a lot of uh, uh, partners. I, I, I do talk to a lot of uh, mothers. Sadly, there's a lot of single mothers out there. Uh, and almost every single uh, you know mother that I talk to, I'm like, hey, you know, if you could go back, if you could change anything, even though you, you're no longer with your boyfriend or your husband, would you change anything? They're like, nope. I'm very happy, majority of them. And I think this is something that I think women should hear as well uh, because that message is kind of taken away from them. And that is that, you know, a, a lot of the women that did have children, even though it didn't work out with their partners, are extremely yeah. happy or extremely blessed that they did. I, and and that's the opposite of what kind of the TV and social norms tell us in society. So I think we need a fresh conversation about this issue in a way that addresses both kind of like needs and circumstances. Well, I, I, think, I think that's obviously true. But at the same time, I, I have so many girlfriends of mine that have had kids in their 30s and their kids are super happy and healthy and everything else so i think when people say the wall is 30 i think it's ridiculous personally i think that you're you're absolutely able to have a kid probably all the way safely into your late 30s you can have it later obviously and that that, it depends if they're if they're vaccinated or if they're uh, seed oil guzzlers yeah well and if you're 400 pounds like there's a lot lots of issues potentially but i'm just saying if you are a healthy person, I think a, a woman into her 30s can easily have a healthy kid. So I, I don't think that the wall is 30. I think that's really, oh, it's overstating it. But uh, I agree with Luke. Obviously, if you have a kid and the, and the relationship doesn't work out, very rarely will you meet a mother or a father, for that matter, that go, I would rather not have this kid now because yeah. I was with a piece of shit. And uh, there should be more social pressure on the piece of shit father for not being agreed. in the role of his child's fucking life. Agreed. As, of course, that demographic, especially when it comes to, to single-parent households, mother households uh, without the father are, are extremely glaring and in Poland, fucking men are shunned. They're fucking shunned from their families 
families. They're shunned from their communities. They're 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 called fucktards for for not being there yeah. for their fucking children. And we need more of that culturally that here. here. Yeah. We don't have that, but but men should Let's be shamed start as well. It. Let's yeah. start well, a club and oh, do that. I mean, we don't even need to start. It used to be a thing. It was called deadbeats. We called them deadbeat dads. We said you're a fucking scumbag. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that is social stigma is how you actually regulate culture without mandating it via state violence. And I think that this is this is the libertarian answer. It also should be the conservative answer is that we need to fucking shame the shit out of scumbag dudes who knock up women and then walk away. I think you have to be there for your kids. You're a piece of shit if you don't. And it's just it's it's like that that era of being the playboy who's got, you know, four or five kids with six or, you know, three That's baby disgusting. mama. You're a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. And like you ought to you ought to be told that periodically. And maybe every time you go to work or anywhere else, you should be told that. <laughs> I completely agree. We got another super chat from D Swift saying just mate with Christy. <laughs> See, I told we got you. A, we got another uh, one from Mark's live saying if girls drool, then do boys roll. I don't know. Um, yeah, because that's about blowjobs, and that's very important for men to God. be masculine. God. So wait, we have to get blowjobs to be masculine. No, if girls drool, then boys rule. That's about a blowjob. Wow, you that's are cool what as fuck. Females should do for the leader of their family, so he provides for them. This is just basic common knowledge. <laughs> what do we? What, what do we even say in response to, to this? You say. Uh, you say. Slow clap. Awesome. Like, I mean, it's true. <laughs> this was a great You're show. Right. I know. Uh, we had... <laughs> Blowjobs matter. <laughs> that's another shirt. Blow that we're gonna, that's another shirt we're going like... to roll out on the bestpolicoshirts.com. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Blowjobs matter. Uh, girls' asses matter. Yep. Yeah. Um, butts matter. Butts yeah. matter. Butts yeah. matter. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> women's butts, in particular. Yeah. We got to make that distinction. There is, there is no show on the planet that has this kind of arc that we do. We go like <laughs> hardcore, serious, psychological <laughs> to fucking blowjobs matter. But this it is a great show. It actually goes hand in hand. Oh, I know. Like, it's all connected. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a fucking beautiful thing, folks. Yeah. I just, I just want to make sure everyone sitting at home understands <laughs> you are watching artwork here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Yeah, lots of great uh, blowjob talk with uh, people being blown up in the Middle East. About that <laughs> you know? all day long, so uh, there's that. Uh, this show was great. It, it was awesome, Chrissy. It was it was really nice uh, having you. Thank you so much for for being a part of the broadcast. I think at one time we had like six thousand one hundred or two hundred people watching Fuck on, yeah, on Rumble. Oh, I think cool. that's that's, that's, a new, that's a new record. I think that's uh, I think that's uh, a new record as well. We're gonna have Gary, the numbers guy, coming on this Friday, two p.m. in January. I locked in. I locked in all of January. I locked in guests. Every single day that we have to do the show in January, it's all locked in. We're gonna have. Should I even say who we have? No. I mean, we no secret surprise. No, you, I mean you, Tim you doesn't do? like to say. I, fuck it, I'm gonna do the opposite of what Tim does. Right. Tom Woods, um, uh, James O'Keefe. Yep. We're gonna have Ben Stewart on. We're gonna have some really incredible individuals. That's just some of the names off of the top of my head. Libs of TikTok. All these individuals are gonna be on. Lots of surprise guests. Stay tuned for that. Click subscribe because again. Once we hit 100K, we're getting, we're getting, we're making sure that Clint gets tasered. Clint's going to get I'm it at 100K. Uh, we're yeah. almost there. But like, we, like, we, the show keeps rising in, in like huge numbers. So uh, again, if you have, if you're, if you're watching right now and if you haven't signed up to Rumble, if you haven't gotten the app, what are you doing? Sign up right now. It really does mean a lot to us. And when you guys do sign up, we're just that much closer <laughs> towards tasering Clint. I've been waiting for this for a while. 
It's going to be fun. Uh, at 125000 I get to return the favor with a big black dildo. That is that is literally what the fan of the show is making. He turned a giant listen, black listen, dildo you don't, into you a don't bring your tools <laughs> to this house, okay? You keep your tools where you... You keep your tools to yourself there, okay? All right? I don't know right, about, right, about right. any of that kind of perversion. And at, at, at quarter million, we, we commit suicide together. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Ba- baku? What is the Japanese? What are the Japanese calling? Sabaku. We fucking we, we, we lay on our swords. It's gonna so, be badass. So yeah, hundred k. Oh my um, god. And then uh, Steph's getting tasered at one hundred fifty k. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome to watch. I do not and consent. That and could happen. That could happen right now. And a qu- if, quarter if all million you people. If all you people right now just just click the subscribe button on Rumble.com. So I, I, we like Rumble a lot. They 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 promote us. It's really nice working with them. They, they literally don't tell me what I, I should do or shouldn't do, and I appreciate that more than ever. Show your appreciation. This is really a good place to be at. Sharing this broadcast after it goes live is also really awesome and, and really incredible. So uh, just sincerely thank you to the Rumble team fighting for free speech, fighting um, in many courts of law for individual fucking rights of people to be able to say whatever the fuck they want. That's a beautiful thing. I want to support it. I want to invest my future on on this particular platform. Join me on this ride because it's going to be fucking crazy on thebestpoliticalshow.com. Christy, this was great. Where can people find your work? You can find me on Instagram, Christy St. Regis, K-R-I-S-T-Y-S-A-I-N-T-R-E-G-I-S. Is that the best spot to submit dating resumes? Yes. Okay. Uh, at, at Liberty Lockbox. Clint's asking. No, no, no. Clint I was asking for the where audience. He, where he drops his application. I know, I know there's going to be a bunch of base savages that are watching this. They're going to be like, I'm going to fight. Like, I am that dude. I'm the dude that she needs. Uh, shoot your shot, gentlemen. Uh, at Liberty Lockpod on X. If you subscribe, I will follow you the fuck back because I'm trying to, you know, sustain my life here. Uh, and Liberty Lockdown on Instagram. What else? I, I had a bu- I had a bunch of people that were just like uh, that were randomly unfollowed uh, on my like Twitter account. Yeah, I believe it, dude. I, I, James I, Lindsay was like, oh, uh, and then another prominent um, a Twitter person. I forgot their name again. They're like, oh, I don't, I didn't unfollow you, but it's fucking did, bullshit, so. dude. I don't know what's going on there. Um, just yeah, a heads up. I'm up up to 117 thousand or so over on Twitter. I don't know what the number is, but uh, yeah, Liberty Lockdown is the show. Please do subscribe both on Rumble as well as YouTube, and I will be on Tower Gang, which is like the second hour of this, but like more retarded and racist at 9:15 tonight <laughs> on Rumble. Fun. Check it out. Yeah, it's fun. You can find me on Instagram at Steph We Are Change and on X at Steph WRC. I'm trying to find something uh, r- retarded to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this show hard. has been amazingly retarded. I love you guys. <laughs> Stay tuned for more on thebestpoliticalshow.com.